I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the value pack. And welcome back to the value pack. That's what he does, right? All right, I'm yeah, not Reslar. This sure. intro is going to be a little bit weird and different because Reslar's not here with us today. He has uni, uh, is what I read that he said. So apparently he's moved to Canada. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, I believe he has college, overwhelming college work. Um, plus, he's restoring uh, nature back to its rightful place. I know he's doing some hurricane cleanup with his papa. And he's, and he's pretty much permanently unable to get on the internet. Yeah, he, he's out there saving the world. So, don't, don't be upset he's not here. It's probably only temporary. Yeah, he roulette. Yeah, he quit BDO, but of course he's still going to talk about BDO every week. Be dumb if he didn't. So, we'll see Wait, what happens. Did he really? No, he probably... Well, he does roulette regularly, actually. Did he roulette, though? <laughs> Uh, he said in chat, wait, this started true and then got hella wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I want to thank the, uh, the patrons here. I'm not going to pronounce your lovely names as well as Reslar. So I apologize ahead of time, but these are the people who have been supporting the podcast and we appreciate you very, very much, uh, on the, on the Patreon, starting with Calahad, Badriana, uh, Highwin, uh, Ascultation, Mineria, Lord Carrot, Mayo Knight, Talus, Acceptum, Enfrax, Sinvilla, and Carrion, Justicar, and I Has Issues. So thank you guys very, very much uh, for the support. We appreciate it. Um, make sure Actually you read those really well. Go to the page. <laughs> thank, thank you. Oh, I could read. I sounded them out. I sounded them out in yeah, my head. Well, That's what the I little mean, pauses were. I, I would have definitely uh, screwed those ones up. Yeah. You know, May 1 all. Well... Yeah, I mean, you have you have trouble putting together a normal sentence. So if you put R and B in the name, then I got it. No problem. <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on, Reslar might be back with us soon. We'll see. It's up to him. He just need a little break. He's got a lot going on. So there's that. Uh, that having been said, we have a whole bunch of bullshit to talk about this week. Got kind of crazy, dude. This one kind of felt like one of those banquets or something. There was so much shit. Um, yeah, there was a lot of hot topics. Yeah, so I think we're going to push the balance stuff to the back, even though that stuff is really interesting. But let's start with this uh, BDO's Marnie confusion box. All right, so they're calling it a Marnie suspicious device. I'm going to read this as it's translated, and then, uh, and then I'll pass it to you on your opinion and stuff. All right, so here we Sounds go. Sounds good. Character swap slash tag changes. New features have been added to the character tag system. Characters A and B can be connected through Marnie's suspicious device and now share equipment with each other. If you complete the Black Spirit's recommended quest line with a character at level 56 or higher, you can unlock the item transfer function that allows you to transfer the equipment of character A to character B through Marnie's suspicious device. Marnie's unstable fuel is required for item transfer, can be purchased with silver at the NPC store. The amount of unstable fuel needed is determined by calculating the approximate uh, or by calculating approximately 3% of the total central market price of your three weapons plus their Caphras enhancement level. 
The item transfer basically creates a copy of your current gear, including accessories, weapons, and armor. Although I don't believe it actually is armor, but maybe it is armor. If it is armor, that's fucking cool too. Um, yeah, I haven't heard yet, but go ahead. Um, items transferred to character B can be equipped, but some functions such as central market registration, placing the items in storage are not available. If you disconnect the characters, which is to say untag them, the copy transfer items also disappear. If you connect character A with another character again, you will need to use the item transfer again and Marnie's unstable fuel is consumed. Seasonal characters and Shy's soul items cannot uh, transfer and for easier testing, the Black Global Desert Lab can use the transfer function using 2 billion silver instead of Marnie's unstable fuel. In addition, the number of fuel required is subject to change based on feedback. So, just to give an example, I, I, this is like the analogy that I've come up with, okay? Your, All right. your character, let's say for me, I main Kunoichi. My Kunoichi can marry a ranger, okay? These two are now married. It costs me 3% of my Kuno's weapons price. So I have full pen weapons, Kafiris levels 9, 5, and 7. I did the rough math. It would cost me about 2.9 billion silver to buy enough of the G Fuel, we're gonna call it G Fuel, because <laughs> we're sponsored because of our sponsorship <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> so you, if you buy enough G Fuel, you can, um, I can marry these two characters for 3% of the cost, so it cost me about 2.9 billion silver worth of G Fuel, and then those characters are tagged, uh, and you can use the transfer button or whatever. And once that's done, you now have copies of your weapons or I would have copies of my weapons on both my Kuno and my Ranger, so I could play them either one freely, like whenever I want. Um, and then if you want to unmarry them or disconnect them or untag them, you can do so, and that's totally free. But if you want divorce to retag, yeah, divorce is free. Un very un-American. Divorce is free. But if you want to remarry the same character or another character, it's going to cost you the fee again. The three percent fee. That's like upfront. She takes three percent. You know, like that's messed up. I'd prefer it just to get it out of the way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And yeah. there's no hard feelings afterwards. You know, like um, Arkstell's saying it swaps everything: weapons, armor, and accessories. That's fucking insane. So that way you don't yeah. even have to sit there spending time swapping. Yeah, that's honestly that's it's a really good change. I think it's a actually very impressive that the PA actually did this. Um, I honestly would have never anticipated them doing something like this, giving players basically the option of free weapons and gear like through this system. I mean, it's not free. Obviously, you're paying a fee to use this system, but like, let's be real. You're, you're essentially being able to play another class with pen weapons of equivalent power to what you currently have for pennies in comparison to what you would normally have to pay for full gear. Right. <clears throat> I, I'm, I actually think it's a really good system. Um, I think you already, did you already mention this right now? It's not available for no wars and sieges, at least at this time. Yeah. So, um, well, the, here's here, their wording on it was that they're looking at rules or restrictions that are under consideration, such as not being able to use this feature in No Doors and Siege to prevent overuse of the feature for efficient play. So it's not exactly gotcha. clear on what they mean by that. So it looks like it's still up in the air. Like, 
I mean, I when people were asking me about what my thoughts were on when the system might be implemented, I'm like, this is definitely not, we're getting this in two weeks kind of thing. I see this as maybe a couple month development process. Because um, they're still trying to flesh it out. And I feel like there's a lot of potential like bugs with this initially. Um, however, I'm not, like, there's there might be potential for exploits and whatnot, but I highly doubt anything crazy like i i think overall this is a very good positive change for a lot of players that are looking to explore another class and a lot of people like you know you for example you have a kuno and it may not be as efficient to grind on kuno versus say um uh suck witch like you said earlier as being one of the new top tier grinders so it might be more beneficial to just have a witch alt that you grind on but your main PvP class, the one that you actually main, is Kuno. Man, don't grieve so me. I'm, I'm not going to be grinding on a suck witch, right? I, see. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know you have a little <laughs> bit more pride than that. But uh, uh, one of the downsides. Not, mu not much more. I mean, you are a Kuno after all. Full Moon is saying that you need a new crystal set for it. So they do act almost as independent weapons. And if you untag, all the crystals break or rather just disappear. I guess. Really? You need new crystals? I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense, honestly. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but not new Kaffir stones, right? Isn't it the exact same Kaffir's level? Yeah, I think I think the Kaffir's get copied over. Since you're paying for it, hopefully. Um, dude, well, I that's, that's, that's an interesting new addition to the information we had before. The crystals. It makes sense, though, and honestly, that's good for the marketplace, too, if you think about it. I, I don't think people are going to be constantly swapping characters over and losing a whole bunch of crystals and money trying to do this. I mean, there might be a few um, poor, unfortunate souls that don't know what they're doing and spending all their fucking money. But um, I think uh, I think it's actually a really good change. And even with the crystals needing to be purchased, I think that's fine. Not every class is built the same way. Not every class uses the same gems. So... Especially if you're going to do one for PvP, one for PvE, you might want to build differently. I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. And so, it helps out the market, too. People are going to have to buy more sets of crystals. Xavier's saying 3% of all that value is going to be so much. But if you really think about it, if, you're, if your weapons are worth 100 billion silver, at most you're going to be paying 3 bill. Which really isn't that much if you consider the fact that you don't have to do it again if you if you're just going to play those two classes. Yeah, yeah. It it's really, really it's it's a small price to pay to have the I guess the convenience of being able to play two classes that you actually like or need to play for efficiency purposes. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's that's very 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 fair. I almost think the way they do the crystals is going to have to be kept that way because you could, like an exploit that you could do with the tag system is if if it just copied your crystals over and you didn't really care about playing another class, you could actually, you just make your same class, copy your crystals, and it doesn't really matter if you die on that character. You just play the alt character with the fake setup. I don't know. True. And then you have two sets. True. Like, so, yeah, it's it's probably a good thing then, like you said, it's... And like I said, I thought it was a good idea anyways for the marketplace aspect, but it's a, uh, yeah, I mean, you can still be punished then if you are, you know, 
not being smart on your PvE pulls and pulling too many mobs and getting smacked. So, Arkstel, you're saying... He's saying why would you pay 3% to swap armors and at accessories if you can just put them in storage? Yeah, I mean, if you have to pay for those as well, then yeah, I agree. I wouldn't. I don't think you should. Also, like, on my on my Kuno, for example, if I were to tag it to my ninja, I also don't have to pay for the main hand. Like, if you have a sister class, you don't have to pay for that extra class either if you yeah. don't mind swapping. And if your characters are tagged, you can swap through the tent when you're out open world. Yeah. Yeah, you can always just open up your tent, throw your gear in the inventory slot, and swap over. And voila, you know, like, you only, you only pay for what you need. So... Dude, I'm actually so hyped for this. So they, they said it's not going to be coming to live servers right away. Um, they're going to continue yeah. to refine it, get your feedback through Global Labs until it's brought to live servers. So looks like they're pretty sure it's coming, but just not yeah. right away, which which kind of makes sense. Uh, Nayashi, what classes are you tagging? Um, honestly, I don't know yet. I May was a good grinder, and... I only PvP on Mewa, so it's, I don't know. I haven't really decided yet. It was a good grind. I might, I might try to, I might try to build up a Hashishin still. Like I have my seasoned character that I'm working on slowly, but it's kind of like a back burner project. It's not really something I'm concerning myself with. Yeah. Um, so if I end up pushing it up to sixty, then I might use that as like a swap over character for fun. I don't know. Hard to say. I'm I'm kind of surprised. I'm, One of the things that they mentioned when they were removing the coupons is that they didn't like that people were re-rolling um, after balance changes. Like freely re-rolling after balance changes. So this kind of like goes back on that 100%, doesn't it? Like after yeah. balance changes, you're literally just going to be tagging to a character that's stronger. Yeah. That... It's exactly what's going to happen. You know, I'm totally. So yeah, I agree with you. They're 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 kind of going back on that a little bit with this. I mean, I understand. I think I understand what they're trying to do with this, but yeah, there's going to be the consequence of people are going to use it for meta. Yeah. Um. There's. I'm getting a lot of uh, chat feedback that's saying they don't they don't like this edition. Why? Let's read. Um, yeah, I was kind of curious. Like, what I I'm wondering what some reasons would be why people wouldn't like it because i've only i've seen almost exclusively positive feedback the only well mostly for the war is what it looks like so someone said i really dislike it honestly everyone will roll suck wizard every siege the system seems so terrible so, um i mean they're still deciding on what to do with war so that's kind of up in the air we don't really know for sure yet you know so i agree with that premise that if that is the case yeah you will see a lot of people try to abuse that kind of aspect and roll to a class that's more meta. But I think as bad as that sounds, I think that might expose the issue. Exactly. More. Dude. That's what I'm hoping, man. That, that to me is the silver lining of that is yeah. if, if suddenly the wizard population in siege goes from being like 30% of the total like population on each team or 40%, whatever it is up to 70 or 80%, then maybe it'll be like uh, an eye opener. Like, Oh my God, this is actually really bad. Like people are only playing this character. We have to yeah. do something. Yeah. I, I agree completely. I think, 
I think it's definitely a good way to expose what the meta is for the devs, because the devs are obviously in disbelief. They keep buffing um, witch wizards, <clears throat> even though they, even though the GMs and CMs are acknowledging the fact that uh, uh, suck wizard is a problem. The devs still seem to be in disbelief. I guess I don't know. I really don't know the reasoning, but maybe this will kind of like help shed the light on it because the data and the metrics will show rather than looking at the kda of a class in particular let's look at the population of a class and large scale and siege and maybe that can help us determine our true metrics because all what did what did what was uh was that one of the balls that they uh they announced that uh they don't see which wizard has a problem because of the kda or some bullshit yeah well, they, yeah. they did, and they, they found in their study that it was really because of Black Spirit Rage, so they nerfed the 200% Meteor. <laughs> yeah, which, <laughs> like, bravo! Bravo! Look, here's the thing, yeah. though. What, like, pertaining to what your chat said is, if, let's just say this system doesn't come into the game, and the reason is because of Suck Wizard Balance, how much are people going to hate that fucking class if they don't hate it enough already? <laughs> Yeah, true. Like I think I think there's with all with with that huge negative um like even being a thing where people just swap to suck wizard for PvP, whatever. Even with that huge negative, I think there's more to be benefited from this. Yeah. Than than like loss. Like let's be real. It even with the potential of that suck wizard everyone playing suck wizard during siege thing being a thing honestly the siege thing is really not all that hyped right now it's kind of on the verge of being dead right so i mean i haven't played siege in a while but from my understanding is um the siege scene's fairly dead um and it's mostly the node wars that are more fun for a lot of people i don't necessarily see people swapping to suck wizard for node wars for Siege, yes. For Node Wars, no. I don't really see that. Would you have a differing opinion on that for I us? Mean, or? I, I made the joke in my guild. I was like, dude, now we can all stop griefing our guild and, and play Suck Wizard in Node War. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> and like, I, I think a lot of people are going to do it. And actually, I don't even think a lot of people are going to do it just because it's like, hey, this is what the guild wants or this is what the guild needs. But like, if you watch any of these Suck Wizards, it's like, you teleport in and press shift F and you're just getting so many fucking kills and it's really hard to kill you. So that it, yeah. it's fun, you know, to be that powerful. So I think a lot of people That's just true. want to experience that too. There, there definitely will be quite a few players that want to experience that. Yeah. Without actually fully committing. I like um, the idea. Le Leaf Sun brought up a question. He said, here's a question. If, if you duel for spot and someone swaps to a PVP class and beats you, then swaps back to their PVE class, do you still surrender the spot? They switch back to their PVP. Or is it you beat me with your PVP, so that's who gets to grind, lol. Yeah, you just sit there and camp them, make sure they're grinding on the PVP class that beat <laughs> <laughs> you. just wait. Uh, um, that's actually a good question. I don't. That will definitely change how the duel for spot's handled, I'm sure. Um, honestly... If you're coming up to challenge someone for a spot, are you really looking at their class and being like, oh, fuck no, not even bothering? Or are you honestly just going for the spot? Yeah, so you're just going for the spot. I, Dude, like, honest, I don't care about what class you're playing. I'm going to duel you for spot. And if I win, I take it. I don't care if someone swaps. If they want to swap to a better class, I mean, that's fine. 
here here's kind of my thing and this this is maybe me just uh being optimistic but i imagine a world where people say like hey uh what classes do you play you know what i mean like once this is like just the norm that you always have two classes tagged and it's like oh i i main kuno and i off ranger that's kind of cool like a fighting game dude yeah kind of i could see like like a legitimate tag system um uh but yeah i mean i think it's fine like i i like i said i think it's a good system yeah it's like Smash i just think Brothers it needs or... to be it needs to be polished and they need to not be dumb and do something silly like you know like think about the suck wizard complication if that is allowed in no words and siege please don't let it be allowed and I think it would be fine for grinding purposes and open world PvP. I don't see a problem with that. So do you think, though, that it defeats the... Because for me personally, like, I, I don't really want the restriction of, like, you can't use a node war. Like, I want to I play different classes in node war just to keep node war fresh for me. Like, not for any exploit reason, but, like, I want to, like, sometimes go on a ninja or sometimes go on a kuna or sometimes go on a ranger just to experience it. Um... Do you think that it well, kind of defeats the purpose of the tagging in general if they if you're not allowed to use the other character in Nodor? I mean, I guess that depends on the guild you're in. Um, cuz if you're in a more serious guild, then they don't want you like you know, willy-nilly swapping between classes just because you want to try it out for fun. They want to win, you know? They're trying to get resources, you know, whatever amount that may be from Nodors, but and also bragging rights that so if you're in a guild that's like having fun, yeah, I could see that being, you know, a problem if it was limited because yeah, you won't get that experience to try out different classes and whatnot. Um, what if you're in a guild that is serious, but they have seven Kunos and you're just trying to make a name for yourself, you know? <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. I see where you're going with it. Um, I think that's such a small factor though. That's, that's not even, that's not even most of the players most of the players are just following the rules of the guild i think most serious guilds will put a rule in there no you can't use your fucking uh your tag character for siege use your real character that's what we brought you into the guild for based on the character you are and the skill that you have with that character now i know a lot of guilds do force players over to the more meta classes so if that ends up being what they care about the most then yeah i could see that being fine I don't know. See that—that's the thing. That's where I find the trouble with it. Can it can go both ways. Because let, so. let's say you can use it in Node War, and they don't ever nerf Wizard. Like guilds are literally just going to require that you have to bring a Wizard, and it's going to be kind of hard to be like, "Oh, I can't." It's like, <laughs> yeah, you can. Just pay two bill. Yeah, that'll that'll become the meta. Yeah, like, you're not, you're not going to be able to bill, and you have your Witch Wizard. There's literally no excuse. So yeah, I, but I, I think. I think a lot of players will be overall happy with this change. Like not having to grind up multiple weapons for different classes will be huge. Being able to stay on top of the PBE grind. I honestly think they're doing this for the PBE aspect because they're they're probably tired of trying to balance every class for PBE. <laughs> I mean, look how many up. look how many awakening PBE buffs they've been doing lately. Like they're probably like, fuck it. Let's just make a tag system so that people could just pick all the same damn class and grind all the same. There, done. Problem solved. Well, here, here's, here's what they say. They say Black Desert is a game of 20 different classes, each with a distinctive and attractive 
uh, skills, appearance, and narrative. However, we're always regretting that in Black Desert you're limited to playing just one character seriously and have been looking for ways to improve that. So, I mean, they do kind of have a lot of fucking characters, and it is weird at this point for players that have been playing a long time to just have to play one. So, I like the idea of swapping, but like, man, Wizard just needs to get nerfed. And, and Renz is asking, do guilds, do Node War guilds require people to actually play Wizard? I've never been in Node War guild that requires that. And generally, no, but I'm just saying like, let's say, let's say you're a T2 guild and your average gear score is like 560. So most of your guild has Tet weapons. Like it's only going to cost them, what, 750 mil to tag a suck wizard. So it may be a requirement if it's that cheap. Like, all right, you got your war scores are bad. We need you to bring a suck wizard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like at least, e even if you die, at least you're going to do a lot more. Yeah, flame tower or suck wizard for you, buddy. Get on it. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Like, I I mean, if you think about it, though, a lot of the problems that these lower end guilds have problems with is getting enough of the meta classes to actually help them push higher. You know? Yeah. So this could be a way around that as well. But yeah, I agree with your your other statement though, where it, it is kind of weird at this day and age with twenty classes that you are restricted to one, as far as like gear progression is concerned. Like it's expensive to it's expensive and time consuming to build up weapons for another class. So, dude, is it not yeah. kind of like there's part of me that just I would find it interesting to see what PA's reaction would be if. Like this comes out and a week later on KR, EU, and NA and every other server, it's just 90% wizards in Node War if they still don't make a change. <laughs> like, I mean, I would say it's really hard for them not to realize that there needs to be a nerf at that point. Dude. Like, I, I, I feel like the tag system is such a really good metric to view how players are actually feeling about classes when it comes to like node wars and sieges like if you if you take a look because they can obviously read the data on this take a look at the data and see how many guilds are participating in no wars and sieges all right how many of these guilds have x amount of players all right and how many of these players are actually using their main character or the tag character okay now we've determined that how many of these tag characters are actually x class okay now we can see that like that's very easy data for them to like look at and make a determination on it's like okay well let's look at the kda for these classes versus each other versus the um the actual you know tag character that's being brought to know the wars and siege well the kda on which wizard seems to be like kind of average but now we're seeing like 90 percent of the population in these wars are actually which wizard so that might explain why it's average you know what would be so, funny, though, is they'd look at it and be like, well, yeah, 90% of the people are playing Wizard, but the KDA is still pretty average. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't changed. Dude, yeah. only fans... I mean, that's, that's, that's why I thought it was funny when they made that statement a while ago where they said, well, um, like, how it was like a large portion of the, the top tier geared players were Wizard, or uh, not Wizard, uh, were Mystics back in the day because they were top tier grinders. But their KDA in large scale was just like not not a big deal. Well, yeah, no fucking shit. People are using it because it's broken in PVE. They're not using it because it's broken in fucking large scale. 
Yeah. It just they're they're looking at the data in a linear way rather than across the board. So hopefully this is another metric to help kind of prove the point. Uh, OnlyFans Buffet is saying they just want to sell more costumes. You're overthinking this. <laughs> it's not wrong there. Yeah, probably true. Probably true. Um, all right, so I'm I'm going Ranger, dude. I think no, Ninja. Really? No, Hashishin. I don't know, dude. I want to play. Every yeah, what class. what would you choose as a Kuno? I'm, I'm gonna I lose mean, so much money in this fucking game because of this system. Probably. Hey, dude. you know this does solve the dilemma you have with constantly re-rolling, Frosty. You don't even have to pay real money anymore. It's just in-game money. It's just in-game money, dude. It's also it's just kind of a money. crazy. I feel like sink. they designed this for you. They did. This is. I feel for like me, they dude. did. They're like, let's get all this idiot silver so he never progresses again. <laughs> They they literally listen to the podcast and they're like, you know what? All this talk about how Frosty rerolls, we have to do something about this. How do we how do we how do we save this man like thousands of dollars in reroll coupons? Well, we got rid of him, but now he's still gonna find a way to get these reroll coupons <laughs> from the seasons. So let's go ahead and just make a system. Let's just let's just take it. Let's just take it away from him. He can't do it. He can he can just reroll however he wants to just take away his uh his actual silver. Yeah, dude. Um, it's crazy because I've been getting the reroll itch so bad, and this just makes it like completely guilt free. I I mean, two point nine bill or whatever one time fee is like really not that bad. Yeah, I mean, what is that like? Two weeks worth of grind if you're like being lazy. Yeah, and it's like maybe a week's worth of grind if you're actually kind of trying. That's like two days of grinding if you're trying to. Yeah, if you don't play Kuno, that is. Uh, Wylod says, "I bet Nayashi's going to tag a warrior just to unleash all the frustration of fighting them as a Maywa for so long." <laughs> that no, there's there's a good chance. Yeah, you got to remember. You, when you're talking about Nayashi, you got to factor in like he's he's really good at learning other classes and what they do, but. Movement combos are not easy for him. <laughs> and, and learning how to move on other characters is going to be weird. And this whole, like, hey, I use this movement ability. Why is it not super armor like Chase? He's going to be really confused by that whole thing. Yeah. Someone <laughs> said Vert, Vert is going to be happy as fuck with this. Yeah, probably. I don't see how this affects Valorant. That's true. I haven't <laughs> seen him on BDO at all lately. Does Dude, he even still play? He's actually like radiant in in that game, or he was, which is like challenger. Really? Yeah. Dude's crazy. He's really high up there. <clears throat> Dude's crazy, man. Um, I want this to come like right now, and I don't know why I'm gonna lose so much money. I was also thinking, you, what, what if I you're just... You're going to have to save up $15 billion for the day it gets released. <laughs> what if I just abandon Kuhn altogether, re-roll to a class, and tag a second class, so I got two whole new classes? You know? That'd be kind of interesting. It also came in an interesting time where they're uh, buffing PvE. Yeah. Yeah, they are still going to be doing a lot more buffs too, probably. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm 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 hype about it. I think overall it's a good thing. Um, here's the thing I don't understand, at least mechanically, about how they would block it or block its use during Node War Siege. Maybe you wouldn't be able to swap to the tagged character, but once you're on a character, 
like the weapons are there it's a copy of the weapon so what would happen the weapons would just get disabled during node war and siege like i don't i'm not really sure that's how i would see it like you know how they can manipulate the apdp and t1s and t2s now yeah well what i mean they could probably put a condition in there that if a node war siege starts if you have a copy character the apdp values on those weapons would become zero and I think so. that would be so what if it was the opposite? What if it was just um I don't even know. Like when you yes up, it's like you're yesing up on a character. So if you swap characters, you can't participate cuz I feel like when they say abuse that they're more afraid of like for one push you're a ninja, for the next push you're a wizard. Like I PA <laughs> push with a wizard then I swap to Kuno to harass, you know? Yeah. I that's what I would be afraid of happening, honestly. So they would just need to find a way to where you can't swap between your tag characters mid-war. Or, or what you do is, here, 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 this is, or they're afraid of people being ninjas, stealthing into the castle, and then swapping to their wizards, and then you end up with like 20, 30 wizards See, inside your base. This is, this is how you know Nayashi hasn't node war siege in so long. <clears throat> when you change characters, it puts you in a major city. Oh, that's right, <laughs> I forgot about that, it's been a long time. Five, Ed. <laughs> well, all right. How many times do people actually change characters and no words? No, they they don't. But like a lot, of, you know, how many times we get disconnected and then we find out how it works? True. I do remember the disconnect. Then. Yeah. No, I I just think I feel like the easiest thing to do, if it's possible, would be like you have to yes up on the character you're gonna war on, and only that character can actually participate in the war. I think that's actually probably fair. But right now they have it based on family. Yeah, I know it's family based. So they'd have, to, they'd have to make changes to that system. Which they probably should, anyways. They need to do something about the Merc system. Yeah. Dude, I'm fucking so hot. When I was reading this, I could not believe it. Especially because the, this is before it was on BD Foundry, where the translation was god awful from Google. Yo, and yeah. I was just super confused. I was like, wait, I think this is saying, but I can't tell. Is this saying? What is this saying? Though, here's a, a, a couple of the downsides I see though that I, that I actually don't like is one your characters are tagged in this situation I'm pretty sure maybe someone could correct me on that but that means yeah uh, there's there's a problem with uh, trade good items yeah that means you can't manipulate trade good items that means you can't just swap to the character if you're on one you have to go to the character select screen if as long as uh, if the tag character thing is on cooldown which it like automatically puts it on cooldown when you change characters which is annoying does um, it really yeah you have to basically be playing for a while to be able to just right click the tag and swap i think it's like five minutes or something um so, so like a typical v cooldown kind of thing yeah at least i'm saying i don't do node war and siege what's wrong with the merc system uh the problem with the merc system is that it allows mercs to exist <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's just like in siege in Node Wars, it's not too bad because it's really limited. Like, it's like five at most. Although I still think it should be limited even more, like to two or three. But Siege is, um, yeah, there's no limit. So, if 30 people merc into a guild, they go to, they go win their Siege, and then the following week they have nobody, they get shit stomped, and all their actual members quit the guild. And like, I'm just going to go to a merc guild too. <laughs> R.I.P. Kayukai. You remember that guild, Nayashi? Yeah. Um, yeah, so tag system. Um, 
what was I saying? The bad stuff. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be, it's kind of dumb that they're tagged because that means both your characters are with you all the time. There's some limitations to the cat tag system. You can't transport your character when they're tagged, which is the most annoying one for me. True. There's a lot of times true. where I'm like in a rush and I have to go, so I'll transport my character to a city and then go AFK fish. But you can't do that when they're tagged. Which is kind of annoying. Um, the crystal thing is a little bit tedious. Like, I get that it could be exploited and stuff, but it does kind of suck to have to buy a second set of crystals. Although, maybe it'll be good for the crystal market. since That's what I was saying. Is I don't know. The crystal market would be nice. Yeah. Um, but the ability to play multiple classes and grind in multiple classes is fucking hype. Beats so. all that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's a very good change overall. It just needs to be fine-tuned. Should we PvE balance or tier 10 Pegu? I know uh, you're, you're not super excited. We, can do it. we could talk about the T10 first. <clears throat> All right, tier 10. Ta-da! This fucking horse looks crazy. It this, looks badass. In this do you sample. have a picture of it actually? Yeah. Available? Here you go. Show it on stream. Um, so this... This is what it says. The dream system, which is a method for acquiring dream Arduino, has been improved. To attempt a dream, you first need one male, one female uh, Arduino. Then you use uh, Kutaran's fruit to attempt the dream process. Kutaran's fruit can be acquired through rewards for horse imperial delivery, horse racing, daily quest rewards, etc. And cannot be bought from the central market. Two Ardenauts that have succeeded in dreaming are reborn and exchanged for one dream Ardenaut. The horse is born with all of the skills born in Ardenaut and those born in dreams. Birth skills do not disappear when you reset growth. Two Ardenauts ha who have failed in their dreams can be recovered at any time. Also, you can retry your dreams by using Katarin's fruit again at any time. So, that poor translation kind of tells me that you keep all of your skills and then when it's if you actually succeed this tier 10 you get new skills at birth it sounds like you don't really level up the horse but you can rebirth it once you succeed if you want different skills which sounds pay to win and annoying as fuck <laughs> yeah basically um yeah i mean it sounds basically like how you described it sounds like you get all the skills that you would normally get up front. Now, I don't so know if, um, I don't actually know if this is confirmed or not, but someone told me that there's actually three or four skins. So you can get like a random look on your horse, which I'm not, I'm not sure if that means, um, like you'd rebirth to try to get a different skin or if that doesn't change it, maybe it's only you get the skin at birth, but like, this is only one of a couple different skins. I'm not 100% sure if that's true, though. Couldn't say for sure. Also, I showed someone this and they're like, oh, it's a Doom Horse and a Pegasus. I don't see how this looks like a Doom Horse. It's like blood red with red wings. It's not a Doom Horse. Yeah, those, those born in dreams are, are T10 skills. That's what I think. <laughs> Dude, I I think this horse looks way cooler than I thought it was going to look. But I still have no interest in doing this because I can't buy anything from the central market and I have to do horse bullshit. Yep. I'm like, about the same on that. 
I, I do think it's good overall for like um, just horse training in general because it's going to make the lower tier horses actually have value or worth. Like people are going to want to actually Imperial deliver all these horses, horse race, do breeding and all that shit. But um, I don't know, man. It seems so hard. I don't know what the percent <laughs> chances. Male either. and female succeeded in dreaming, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Sure. Uh, that's uh, PA's way of letting you know how it works, you know? And then mommy and daddy disappear. <laughs> and I, I think there's a... This is the closest thing Tamers are going to get to a buff, a T10 Pegasus. Oh my god! So congratulations, Tamers. That's, you finally got so buffed. Toxic. Look at that, dude. Android 18 going to be fucking kids up with this horse, dude. He's the greatest horse rider in the entire server. That dude's horse combat is second to none. I'm serious. He he's so good at horse combat. And pressing Ridiculous. his one trap skill over and over again. Um now I don't know if you yeah, you just can't buy the materials from the market. I don't know if you can register the horse. I imagine you will be able to. So down the road you'll probably be able to just buy this horse, but it's probably going to be like 20 bill or something. It's probably going to be super expensive since you basically have to delete two Pegasus to make it. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Yeah, I'm kind of hype. I'm kind of hype. I uh, yeah. couldn't care less about the T10 horse. That's it's like I don't even have a T9 horse. It's last on my list of things to care about. Mm. All I know is it's probably going to be more broken and busted than current horses and horseback riding with all the glitchiness that comes with it. Sounds like someone who's failed too many horse attempts. I haven't even done more than five. All right, what do you What do you think about the design of this one, though? No, I'll be I right think back. it looks badass. Like if that's in-game footage with that screenshot, I think it looks sick. Should you be able to dye it? Oh my god. Dude, this horse is going to look so dumb with actual horse gear on. Well, yeah, you never show it. It's basically what happens. Yeah. No okay. one shows their gear on their, their T9s. So I don't the, think I've seen one person show their gear on their T9s. The super RNG carried people that are some for some reason into horse training, congratulations. You have something to look forward to. <laughs> they're probably on. like please god no no more alright um class changes PvE got some buffs some PvP got some buffs as well inadvertently I suppose um so Sork got some PvE buffs on turn backslash soul harvest just number of hits and damage went up uh blade of darkness the damage per tick I guess went up which is weird uh, Bloody Calamity damage went up as well, and then now they're starting, and this is true for all classes, because there's a bunch of skills that now have more hits in PvE only, so they're starting to add to the tooltip, reduce number of hits in PvP, or whatever, like a little phrase. Yeah. I, I like that instead of just telling us the PvP numbers, having it separate, they're now just going to have like a paragraph of text explaining the rules for PvP. <laughs> yeah, basically. 
It's gonna be so long. Oh my god. Um, they did a couple, uh, I don't know if it's quality of life. It, this is kind of nice change, but dark, dark blade skill, you can now use it faster after Shadow Leap and Soul Harvest. Which is kind of interesting, and you can use Dead Hunt faster after using Soul Harvest. I think um, those are usually always going to be decent quality of life buffs. Anything faster yeah. means... And the attack, this is, this is like just a straight up buff in PvP by a lot. So you, you know Karshin's Nightmare, Sork's method for recovering stamina. Especially against yeah. non-grab classes where they basically could just use it forever. And you can't really yeah. do much about it. So um, they now changed it to have increased attack range. Um, the activation speed on Karshin's Nightmare is increased. The cooldown has been reduced from 45 seconds to 25 seconds, so they can now use it more often. That's insane. Yeah. And, um... Let's see. What was the other thing? Um, oh, and the damage has been changed to be more accurate. So I, I think the damage is going to... The DPS technically is going to be, like, slightly higher since the animation speed's faster. I, I'm not 100% sure on that. And it's more often. Yeah. I mean... It seems like they did that for PvE too. Like what? The cooldown reduction and whatnot is primarily for PvE, but also PvP. Yeah. Yeah, eh. this is mostly PvE. I I think Carson's Nightmare might might be useful in PvE. Maybe now I don't know with the bigger attack range and the lower cooldown. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe on like crystal packs or something. You could just the most brain dead grind ever. Just My chat's like, Sork buffs, yay. Yeah, Sork buffs, <laughs> dude. You know what, though? Um, their violation buff that they got last week put them pretty close to suck. Like, they still were weaker in PvE, but yeah, now... Yeah, people were kind of suggesting it was about a 10 to 15% difference now. Yeah, and this might, this might like be the change. That Karshin's Nightmare buff is straight up a PvP buff, though. I don't care what anyone says. Um... And then Tamer, their main weapon, they got uh, PvE damage on Bolt and Flash. Um, and Flash Stand Shift and Flash Pull Thrust. I don't know if... I mean, there's got extra hits, it looks like, on some of the stuff for slight damage increase. Uh, Awakening, Garuda, also still just PvE. Garuda and Full Moon got damage buffs, and so did Legendary Beast Dance. <laughs> I love that they, like... They just keep buffing the same skills over and over. They cannot figure out, like, what percentages is actually good. Um... And then Succession got some damage buffs as well, and then they increased the attack range of Lightning of Earth, Jolt Wave, Hailing, Whiplash. Um, and then the activation speed of Lightning of Earth, Jolt Wave, and Upward Claw. So. Yeah, they don't seem to be able to make up their mind with Tamer. And they increased the attack range of Jolt Wave as well. So eh, there you Tamer go. Tamer used to be able to pull a lot, a lot more extra mobs than other classes because of its pets aggro, right? But didn't they nerf that? Yeah, they used to be. Oh, so now they can't. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd have to see a, a test on exactly how many. The way I understand it is the pet attracts four, where it used to attract eight, and the Tamer attracted seven. So you had um, 17, or what's that math? Got him bad. Uh, 15. So hmm. now it's like 14, maybe. I don't know. But it ne I need to be tough. When they first released the patch note, it said that hailing can attract four. I don't know if that's changed. I don't remember it changing, but most places, though, you don't. I mean, outside of like Starzen, Starzen works, but everywhere else, I feel like, eh, I don't know. It, they still, they're decent at grinding now, but they're not amazing. Let's put it that way. 
Musa, on the other hand, they got <laughs> some PvE buffs, dude. Uh, is this the end of all Musa complaints? Spinner damage got buffed massively, Twister damage got buffed, and it no longer does uh, reduced cooldown, or reduced damage on cooldown. Or the reduced number of hits on cooldown. Uh, foul play got buffed. A fat, fat amount. 1087 times 7 to 1522 times 7. That's huge. That's a 50% increase. Pretty big. Flow dash slash damage buff. Um... <clears throat> And then they added the same tooltip stuff to like Crest Crusher and skills that have reduced hits in PvP. Um, and then let's see. They, some of these I don't understand. So it says after using the skills flow backflow, one step back below the belt and counter assassinate, assassination, it has been changed to trigger a series of other actions. That's what, what does that mean? Weird. I don't remember reading that. And then they also have uh, the cooldown time of flow extra credit has been reduced from 22 seconds to 12 seconds, which is yeah, pretty Yeah, that's big. actually a really good change PvE-wise. Yeah. So, because they've been buffing uh, <clears throat> projection and uh, extra credit, so the cooldown being reduced is really, really, really good for them. Twister seems the same as New Year's Eve now. Yeah, it's probably busted. Oh my gosh. Um, and then the summon attack range of projection skill and flow extra credit has been increased and then after using the skill flow dash slash skill has been improved so you can link more quickly with twister um i think these skills these buffs are kind of nice and one of the thing one of the things that makes them nice is the added all these bullet points like not just the damage numbers and the same thing i'm going to talk about when i get to kuno is like it wasn't like just the damage but also the fact that these skills connect together really slowly some of them yeah, when when they when they add those kinds of quality of life features in, it actually can have a very profound impact on PvP or PVE in terms of yeah. grind speed or just overall connectivity with combos. I always like whenever they add those in um, for like my class. Yeah, uh, Valk actually Warriors been getting those like constantly, like for a year or two straight. Quality of life ones. Yeah. Well, just like connectivity, like they 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 can just smoothly get in and out of anything now. That's don't clip that out of context, people. Um, clip out of context. Isn't <laughs> uh, Valkyrie actually got a PvP damage buff on Hastilidium, or either that or it's just a mistranslation. But this one is not doesn't clarify that it's PVE only. So their um, damage on Hastilidium, the the last hit went up from 7 to 1 times 3 to 1191 times 3 and then the rest is PvE um, uh, Sacrum Ferret damage increased the number of hits of the skill has been increased to 3 um, the monster pushing effect has been removed which is nice dude I, I still yeah, they just monster need to push remove needs those. to be removed from this game yes, just remove it from every every class please I'm still waiting like, for Kino just, to get those removed. it's just not useful in any aspect of PvE and you can't use it in PvP so there's no point Critical hit chance has been added to uh, Sacrum Ferret as well. The attack range of Shield Throw 1, 2, and Absolute has been increased. The activation speed of Divine Power skill has been increased. When holding the F key after using Divine Power skill, Ultimate Divine Power skill is improved to activate. Uh, when using the F key or right click after using Ultimate Sword of Judgment, Divine Power skill has been improved to activate. And after using Ultimate Divine Power skill, the activation speed of Shield Throw has been increased. And then they fixed a bug. So that's pretty nice. They're adding more of those, like, you know those things they did with Succession where you just kind of hold a button to do the yeah. next thing? Yeah, they're kind of adding more and more of those. Um, yeah. They did they it did on Ninja as well. They did some for Mayo Awakening a while back. 
for like uh, Cloud Stab and the Moonlight Dash. Pretty interesting such, change. Such a deadly combo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kunoichi got some buffs. I, I, I was looking at these numbers. So outside of the flows, the only flow they buffed last time was Flow Wrath. So pretend the other flows aren't here. These buffs are basically the same as the last one. The last time really? we got them. And it made very little difference. It helped a little bit, but it wasn't that much. But the difference this time is, so they buffed Spin Spree, Flow Wrath. This time they actually buffed Chakram Rise and Flow Indignation damage, which is nice. Um, and then they buffed Chain Crash damage again. They buffed Wheel Wrath damage again, which is funny because Wheel Wrath now, this is the third time Wheel Wrath has been buffed in the last two months for PvE. Um, Dance Macabre uh, damage has been buffed. They kind of changed Lunatic Discus. It's no longer 1382 times one with 11 hits. It's now 1382 times one with three hits. And then the spin strike damage is 11 hits. So it has three additional hits, which I don't know. I don't know if the skill actually like does its damage differently now. But the big difference is the, the movement speed of the flow wrath skill has been increased. The attack speed of Lunar Dash has been increased. Um, after using lethal spin spree, the speed of linking flow wrath skill has been increased. And after using Lunar Dash, the speed of linking flow shock and rise has been increased. So it's like actually significantly faster, like way, way faster. I'm trying to see if I can. So you're going back to awakening. I wouldn't mind grinding on it, to be honest. I know I actually... that, uh, that's what, what is it? The, the wheel of death or whatever, the, the spin you guys spin do. Spin lethal it's spin insane. spree, wheel of death. It is the will of death because the moment you guys start spinning, everything around you dies. The wheel of death, dude. What about it? Uh, did they do any buffs to that? Yeah, in PvE. PvE only, yeah. It's Jesus. now now they're calling it the wheel of death. Death. They added a second death. Hell yeah! Isn't that cool? Nothing like more death. It's the only way to really emphasize how broken the skill is. Oh, I used uh I'm gonna see if I can't demo this this difference in speed real quick. See if it's Wait, noticeable or not. Global Labs? Well, I recorded it on Global Labs. So I'm just gonna do it here on live server and then play the Global Labs recording, you know, and hope that that uh <laughs> gives a, a slight example of how it looks now. Also where are all the dummies, dude? Why are the dummies all missing? Am I just lagging? Did they remove all Probably. these dummies? Uh, they did do a change to the BA for the 1v1 rings. So. There's only one dummy in BA now? I don't know for sure. There's one but... scarecrow. Where are the other scarecrows? Oh, wait, here's one. There's two. Where are these scarecrows, dude? Why do I feel like someone killed them? What class? They, uh... What class is strong enough to kill a scarecrow? <laughs> <laughs> where where are the scarecrows? What the fuck? I don't remember them moving them. Maybe they, I just haven't looked in a while, but I didn't realize. Maybe a suck wizard came in and nuked them. Yeah, That's dude. what someone said. We need a server reset. You know those four scarecrows in the in the little second part? They're all gone. There's none there. They must have moved some stuff around. I, I honestly I haven't really been in BA recently at all i've been like grinding like hardcore you'd be proud of me frosty you want to you want to you want to know what my uh my last seven days were for monster grind hmm. 
25.5k. Damn, dude. What do you have? Um last 7 days, 26.3. Always just a little bit better than you. 26.3. Damn. In fairness though, mine mine's all like Manchums and fucking Navarre and step. Uh, okay. <clears throat> well, I mean, I I can only usually grind about a couple hours a day during the weekday. So, most of the weekday I'm kind of fucked. But yeah. weekend I mean, I can go. All game. right. Here we go. I'm going to go I'm going to go Lunar Dash, Chakram Rise, Spin Spree, Flow Wrath. Look at and I had no I didn't record it with the attack speed buff up. I did have a let's see if I notice a difference. Yeah, it's it's so much faster actually. It's actually way 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 faster now. Are you going to end up running out of skills to use? <laughs> that, that's the thing, right? Well, no, because the cooldowns on Awakening are actually quite low, so it, it shouldn't be too bad, honestly. But it's gotcha. like, it's significantly faster, which actually kind of helps combos in PvP as well, because you could just fit in more shit. Yeah. Because they sped up basically the entire chain of going like Lunar Dash. Dude, it's like, it, it actually looks insane how much slower it is in live server. So, I don't know, whatever. It's, um, everyone's confused. Everyone's like, I don't know what I'm seeing. They're so used <laughs> to just seeing Voltaic Pulse, you know? All I just see is some weird chick spinning in circles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, alright, moving on. Ninja. Dude, Ninja got some kind of interesting changes, too. So, Ninja got a bunch of PvE buffs. Seamless now does a lot more damage. Um, uh, d -d -d Sudden Decapitation got a fat damage buff as well. Um, sure, Katana got a big damage buff. They also added 100% crit to Katana Shower. They also added 100% or uh, yeah, 100% crit and PVE. Both are both of these, I think, are PVE. Um, to Katana Shower and Chaos Spree. They also buffed Chaos Spree's damage pretty like a lot, and it's sped up, so it's kind of nice. And then um, the speed of the pre-attack of the falling skills flow execution, sure, Katana have been increased. Uh, when using sudden decapitation transition stance, the attack speed of the skill has been increased. So the two hits actually come out a lot fast. I was testing this on Global Labs too. I didn't record it though. But the attack speed is, it's noticeably faster if you're in stance shift when you use it. Um, they sped up Serpent Ascension again. Uh, oh my after, god, why? <laughs> after using Serpent Ascension, the speed linking to flow execution skills increased. Um, the speed of linking drastic measure to other skills has improved on both ends of the skills so at the start and the end And then the description of frontal guard drastic measure has been changed to match the actual effect And this is what it says verbatim in this patch frontal guard or front guard during charging and Now it's super armor during charging With an s I like that super nice. armor during charging uh, maybe, maybe after like buffing the ninja class they kind of started losing brain cells so that might be why <laughs> yeah dude it's these extra bullet points man then like when everything's sped up like now you can go through um like murder seamless uh sudden decapitation serpent and katana shower so fast like that chain of skills is so quick that plus the damage increases that the dps on is just really really high now so it's pretty nice 
means ninjas will probably be going back to awakening for pvp maybe the thing is though is P the pve will be way easier for succession still just because the skill animations are a little bit longer and do such high damage like you're gonna have to and work way harder it's less carpal tunnel in the hands yeah less car carpal tunnel all this is really doing is adding more carpal tunnel <laughs> it's just on well both i mean for P that's why i was saying for pvp specifically yeah makes sense that uh um pve is still in suck uh realm mm-hmm <clears throat> Poor Xylrelox switched to Awaken after the buffs and back to Suck after the nerf. After what nerf? What are you talking yeah, about? Awake, Awaken Ninja never got nerfed. If you say Serpent Ascension, I'm going to actually... I'm giving you a 30 second timeout. <laughs> Don't you dare say Serpent Ascension, Rust. I swear. I'm, you're getting timeout. <laughs> Literally, like, the skill animation overall of the Serpent Ascension is, like, is, like, point one. Oh, my God. All right. Russ is getting a timeout, even though someone else said Serpent. <laughs> Russ. He's getting... That's it, dude. He's getting timed out. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So, Serpent Ascension was not nerfed. If you switched off of Awakening Ninja because of the stance shift Serpent change, you're, you're just being a brat. All right. Which wizard... Uh, they actually buffed Witch Wizard's uh, pre-awakening PvE. That means uh, uh, multiple magical arrows, um, residual lightning, and fireball explosion got buffed in PvE. Um, their awakening, Wizard Awakening, Aqua Jail, Flow Aqua Bomb, Bolide, and Chilling Wave have been buffed. Uh, same with Hellfire damage. This is all PvE. Then they also uh, made it, they unified the attack range of Hellfire's hits, so they all have the same... Uh, hip like aoe now the same hitbox i guess of whatever the largest hitbox was on the skill so that's kind of nice and then they sped up the the linkage between bolide and hellfire so yeah that happened i mean eh, whatever it's pve right so it's yeah um let's see which PvE damage, which skills have been increased? Equilibrium Break, Fisher Wave, Thunderstorm, Yoke of Ordeal, Voltaic Pulse, etc., etc. All been buffed. Um, and then they also did the same thing with their Equilibrium Break. They unified the largest range. The attack speed of thunder Thunderstorm skills has been increased. And it now connects more smoothly with uh, Voltaic Pulse. Uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Dark Knight got some... Uh, uh, Dark Knight got some, some fancy buffs, dude. So, their PvE damage got increased, and then they also got some uh, little connection skills. So, uh, Spirit Hunt, Twilight Dash, Flow Spear Blaze, Rooted Catastrophe, all buffed, just damage and hits. No, not hits. None of them got extra hits, did they? No, none of them did. But damage, but then they, uh, they sped up the Flow Spirit Blaze skill has been changed so you can use it in a quick slot. Um, the speed of the following skills has been increased, Flow Bombardment and Root of Catastrophe. Um, and the speed of linking the following skills has increased. Activate Spirit Hunt skill after using Flow Bombardment skill. Activate Twilight after Flow Bombardment. After using Seed, Flow Seed is faster. And um, activating, I think, any skill after Trap of Vidir. Now Trap of Vidir kind of works as like a cancel. That's that forward guard move back skill. Yeah. Which is pretty, pretty fat. Bear's complaining. He says, in, in Nayashi's chat, I'm too loud. In my chat, we're both too quiet. Bear, shut the fuck up. 
Um, <laughs> Mystic Awakening damage buffs uh, in PvE. Da, 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 da. Same exact things they buffed last time, basically. Uh, but the interesting thing is they buffed their PvE in succession. Which, um, you know, I'm in a love-hate relationship with this because I understand it's not quite as good. Um, I understand it's, <laughs> it's not quite as good as Striker and Witch, but man... You know, I don't know. What, can we just get super armor and some cooldown reductions on shadow explosion? Thank you. Uh, so yes, uh, Succession, Mystic, Prime, Sea Burial, Prime, Wave Orb got buffed. I think more to match the Awakening buffs, to be honest. Kinda. I, I don't know. Seems that way. They do a bunch of damage now. Um, when you have shards, they do a lot more damage. Uh, and Prime Fist Fury As it should be. got a damage buff. Yeah. And then they added the, the same PvE hits reduced in PvP thing. Oh no. No, wait. The number of PV hits for primary Rage Hammer has been added to the damage applied when consuming martial sh spirit shards. I don't know. I think that I think those are tooltip changes, but I'm not sure. And then Archer got some buffs. Uproot and Luthigan's Call. So, you know. I don't want to talk about Guardian getting buffed because it's busted. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, the Guardian buffs are... There's more quality of life, but it looks like it's only Succession that got changed. Maybe well, other PVEs shit, and you rarely run into a uh, yeah a guardian these days. I mean, they they are around, but I rarely run into them. They didn't add. They any... are annoying to kill. They didn't add any damage to guardian, which is weird. They the succession. It's just like the speed <laughs> Why attack. Is it weird? Well, their PVE is is like notoriously bad, right? Compared it's to their awakening. Guardian. Yeah, suck guardian. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So Suck Guardian got some changes, but none of them are damage increases on any of their PvE skills. So, I don't know. It's just like linkage increases. And then uh, some Hashishin changes that we'll never understand. Because we don't have it yet. <laughs> Kinda. Uh, yeah, so that's the, that's the thing. It, this is really nice with the, with the new change to the tag system. Because now I can grind on Kuno Awakening. And then when I get bored, I can switch and grind on a different class. And then I can go node war on kuno suck or whatever the other class is it's gonna be awesome dude yep i concur bear says i think it's gonna be a great change all around it's just whenever they decide to implement it and when they flush out the details you know bear right said now, today kind of today i fought a suck valk that was good frosty he clapped my ass i don't know what the class does every suck valk is so bad compared who was it Suck Valk is very tricky to deal with because they can. Their graphic of their skill does not match where they're actually hitting, and they can mouse move in it, so they can stun you when you think you're safe. That they don't have to mouse move that skill. They can literally turn it with their camera, and it actually turns. Is it just like camera turn? I thought it's it was at least mouse movement. No, that busted ass skill is literally camera turn. Oh my and god! And I I don't and know the why graphic, the graphic doesn't fucking follow it. No, either. That's it's delayed. So yeah, busted. it's. It's so stupid. It's like wherever they start it is the only place you actually see the graphics, so you get stunned behind them sometimes. It's it's almost as bad as fucking you know, Kuno movement where they just end up teleporting on top of you. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Finn says he's a Maywa and everyone's clapping him, so get over it, Bear. Maywas have it worse. <laughs> uh all right, RBF. You ready for this, Nashi? They finally changed RBF. What did they do? They put some screenshots in here. Wait, let me find them. Um, they changed... I think they added one 
like little thing somewhere in the center but they changed the spawns they're no neither of the spawns are no longer are in a corner or even remotely close to a corner they're both now on kind of like the sides so the location of the entrance of black and red desert on the base of rbf has been changed so that you can enjoy the red battlefield under the same conditions so they have identical or near identical spawns now on opposite sides of the map no, no longer will you get corner camped if you're a red team. Yeah, I, no I, more, no more complaints. What, what are they? What are they going to have an excuse for now? <laughs> I'm sure team. wizards and witches will find a way to exploit one of the spawns. Probably. It's only a matter of time. Um, they also made some changes to Red Battlefield Garmoth's Nest, which I don't know if did it come to Korea? Did KR get it? Not that I'm aware of. Let me look. Let me look if KR got it, and... Um, I don't think so. I think they're still hashing it out. Think so? Let's see. Do, 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 do. For sure. Wednesday update notice. They got Nightmare Zarka. Yeah, they... Really? Well, they got the Nightmare Zarka, yeah, but they didn't get... Doesn't look like they got the RBF. Oh, they really pushed that one through. Did they get the RBF? No, they didn't get the RBF. Yeah, they got the Nightmare's Arca. I saw a video of someone got one shot by one of the red circles when he was like 350 DP. What? Yeah. That's awesome. But then uh, also like half the server or half the people that were there got God's Arca boxes. So yeah, that's okay, crazy. That's interesting. Um, so they changed Garmoth's Nest a little bit. So it says, uh, on Garmoth's Nest Battlefield, Garmoth randomly attacks adventures using fire attacks whilst flying and fire-breathing attacks. The Garmoth Statue of Disaster in the middle of the battlefield was removed. That was the thing that, like, if one team destroys it, it makes Garmoth alt the other team. Um, it says, yeah. five, five minutes after starting, the size of the pots located throughout the battlefield has been changed to increase, and the effect has been improved to make it more visible. The jump power increase buff that could interfere with uh, the battle when acquired has been removed. Um, the battle NPCs and pot pots for obtaining buffs has have been added to three places that can be resurrected for each team in Garmoth's Nest. So, I guess they listen. Well, to they're people. slowly tweaking it. Slowly tweaking it. We'll get it soon. One day. It looks like KR doesn't even have it, so we're at minimum two weeks away from getting it. We're not going to get it for a minute. We're not going to get it for at least a month. Yeah, and then we got some boat changes, man. I, I don't normally like to talk about boat changes because most people that ride their boats around are either just minding their own business, they don't want too much attention, or they're griefers, like shies. So <laughs> I usually ignore that topic, but they added these Marnie or Alk stones for boats that go in the, the fist slot on the right um, that can be upgraded, and the stats on them are are pretty huge. If, I, if I'm to understand this correctly, it's pretty hard to increase your speed, or rather it's really expensive to increase your speed. And if you get this, the highest level of these gemstones to put in the slot, you can get, and of course they're fucking RNG, like they're not guaranteed stats. You can get a range of 3.1 speed to 4% speed on this Alk stone. Um, but man, 3% or 4% speed is actually a lot. Your acceleration, 3 to 4%, Turn increased from 6 to 8%, break 6 to 8%, weight from 930 to 1200 LT, durability 1550 to two, uh, 20,000 LT, and then increased sea monster damage either 620 up to uh, 800 times the number of hits, and then increased ship damage 310 to 400 times the number of hits. So 
Uh, these things are, are have a ton of stats on them. Eight different stats. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, you the higher grade sea stone, the better stats are applied. You can obtain miscellaneous items that can be sold for various gemstones and crow coins by defeating rock Rashan sea monsters. When using the gemstone, you can obtain one type of sea stone of the same grade. And then I think you can do attempts to upgrade them, or maybe they just upgrade automatically. They're guaranteed. I'm not sure. It says you can obtain higher grade gemstones by using simple alchemy, and then it shows the recipe for each one. So I imagine these things are just really, really, really hard to get. You need 10 Julia, uh, Julia, Julia T, what is this? Julatias, Julatias gemstone X10, one uh, Aquila golden freshwater, and one void liberation stone. Sounds tedious, but there you go. There you go, boaters. That, that, clash, that clash tamer is going to get stronger. Someone stop him. <laughs> Before it's too late. Oh my god. Uh, and then some sea monster changes too. I don't know what they are, but they're probably fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, you wanted to talk about this BDO Hub website. You want to give us a little rundown on what this is? And also the sure. link you sent me. And of course, go straight to Busted Ass Maywa. Uh -huh. um, well, first off, uh, Bell Warning. Oh shit! In case Bell you right. weren't paying attention to that, um, and yeah, I'll go into the website real quick. So, the website is bdohub.com, mm -hmm. and basically, what it is, it's a way to kind of like do it. It's their attempt at doing a tier list, but also giving information like the trash per hour for certain kits at certain zones at certain AP brackets with um, no scroll, blue scroll, yellow scroll, or with Agris, all, all those metrics are um, accounted for. Um, I'm not quite sure how often they're updating it, um, but they do have uh, information about how they get their data and whatnot. They have some guides. I'm not sure. Um, the guides themselves are specifically about like how to improve your uh, your trash loot, and um, looks like they have some T1 node wear gear guides and seasonal character related guides. Um, nothing too crazy. They actually have a flavor of the month tab, so they'll tell you what the flavor of the month is. Currently, it looks like Guardian and Suck Wizard, Awaken Guardian and Suck Wizard. So there you go. It's official. Um, and if you go to the tier list, you can see the PvE tier list as well as the PvP tier list. Um, and also for specific zones as well. So it's pretty interesting. Um, there's some weirdness with some of the, the tier lists, though, so don't take it seriously. Um, for example, they say for my class, Sukmewa, we have an A in large-scale PvP, large-scale mm -hmm. node war. Class, but yeah. then we have a C and no, we have a C in large scale, but then we have an A in siege, which is reverse, if anything. <laughs> so it's so, a little, little off here and there. Wait, did Cacao um, make this? Someone said, "All right, can I give you a?" Because there's no, you you can't have a proper tier list website without having proper drama. All right, so this is this true. is the notice that was put out in the Archer Discord. I'm told. Thank you, Anfrax, for the information. I'm going to go ahead and read this. This is the 
warning about this website. Hey y'all, unfortunately this has become enough of a thing that we need to put out a PSA. BDO Hub is not an accurate site. The way the owner gets his info is highly fallible. Please do not use his information as law or even remotely accurate. If you have Archer questions, visit our hashtag Archer frequently asked questions and feel free to ask hashtag class discussion to find out what range of loot you should be getting for your buffs, rotations, gear, pets, etc. As always, or as well as ways to improve yourself to reach optimal goals. So apparently it kind of just sounds like a butthurt archer. Well, it sounds like the PVE tier list is not exactly right. Let's see. What do we have here? Oh, S tier is awakening archer. Here we go. Let's click archer. Oh, see, dude. This is upsetting to some people. Look, on a blue score, <laughs> you can get 6,000 trash. Oh, that's with Agris. Okay. This, this seems fairly accurate. Is this wrong? Blue loot scrolls only 3,000. Oh, this is the different skill range. Look, you get 5,000 trash. Dude, at 281 plus with Kudum on Archer. Look at that. Must be nice to be an Archer. Let's see the lies that are said on Kuno. Here we go. <laughs> the lies that are said on <laughs> Uh, tier list. Let's see. PVE leveling. Let's find Kuno on this tier list. There's Kuno Awakening. Where's Succession, dude? What the f Did I miss it? Am I blind? It's that bad that it doesn't exist. Uh, okay. It's not an S. It's not an A. Plus, it's not... Is it an A? Oh, here we go. It's right next to Awakening. All right. All right, so if you have no aggress and a blue loot scroll, you can get 5250 trash in Sakrea with 281 Kudum. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, which, which, which kit? Succession! Let's see the awakening lie. That's the not awakening. true, dude. No, one, no one's getting that, all right? This is, this is Maywa propaganda is what this website is. That's what it feels like to me. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, the Maywas looks fairly accurate. I mean... Well, I already debunked the Maywa one, so I don't want to hear that you think it's fairly accurate. They did talking about? There's already, like, so many... There's so many videos now of, of people getting way more trash than this. In Awakening. Nah. Well, I mean, it's a little... It's a little different, but not by much. Not by... Alright, let's see. Let's Let's have a look here. Oh, you get 50... They updated it. Now you can get 5320. For where? In, uh, in Sakraya. With a blue scroll and no aggress. Yeah, see? They're, they're actively updating it. Where's Star's End? Blue? 5100 at Star's End with blue and awakening? Alright, alright. Is that what, about what you're getting, Ayashi? Would you say? I haven't been in Sakraya in a long time, honestly, so I couldn't say for sure. I'd say the star's end is not too far off from being accurate. Like with a blue scroll, it says forty two forty to forty six fifty. I'm actually pulling about forty eight hundred. So blue loot scroll. But mind you, mind you, you got to Obviously, you have to take it with a grain of salt. It's the idea is to get a rough idea um, of what you could be pulling or should be pulling. Like. For example, I'm not using the crystals um, to kill the mobs at Star's End. I just focus on the back attacks, which actually improves my trash per hour. So the person that he's probably getting data from probably is using crystals. So it could be slowing them down. 
I'm also using a black star. It doesn't really exactly mention if there's a black star involved. So there's a few things to consider. Um, but it's a good idea of what you could potentially be getting for most things, for most uh, brackets. It and says, they, they... It says uh, which gets 5100 in Sacrea with blue loot scroll, no aggress. I don't know if that's accurate. I think it's a little bit low, but it's not that they, far off. Well, I mean, they're, you also got to remember, they might be limited by the the data that they're getting submitted. So yeah. if you want it to be more accurate, submit data is what I would say to anyone. Yeah. But, all right, carry on. Bio. I'll be right back. All right. So, yeah, I mean, this, this website's going to be, you know, useful for newer players that are trying to get an idea of what they could be pulling. And that's mostly what, I wanted to just at least give it that much credit for um, what it could be doing. Where's Striker Succession? It pulls six games to credit 281. Let's see what Striker says. Striker, Striker, Striker. There's Striker. Striker Succession. It says for 281 Sakraya. Uh, with blue scroll. Well, this doesn't have the clone update. So yeah, there's going to be some things that are a little out of... Um, like, for example, the Mayo Awakening New Year's Eve change. That, wasn't up, that hasn't been updated in this yet. The clone changes haven't been updated in this yet. Oh, Succession doesn't have clones. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So let's see. For blue, it says for 281 plus 4570 to 5250. And what do you say you pull? You pull 6K and cry with 281 Kudum. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if you want it to be more accurate, submit data. With yellow scroll, it's saying 7K. I don't know. I thought it was an interesting little uh, website that newer players could probably look at to get a rough idea. Because, I mean, think about how many times players are asking, what's your trash per hour? What, what, what should I be pulling with X gear and stuff like that? Well, this could be a valuable resource to show players that they can get that um, at least minimum this amount or at least a roundabout way. Ranger Discord have a sheet for trash they're supposed to pull. Yeah, some Discords do, but not every Discord does. Yeah, it probably just needs more data points if it if a certain class is inaccurate. Did we so, check out Awakening uh, Warrior? Let's have a look. Awakening Warrior? No. Let me see. Oh, Someone asked about Succession Striker. Awakening Warrior Blue Loot Scroll Sacreo 281 plus 4990. <sighs> no, that's outdated then. You know, it's I do actually appreciate like I don't want to shit on them because one, this website is really nice. Yeah, it looks personally. really nice. It's put together really well. And two, just the fact that they're even trying it is is it's rough because no one's gonna agree, right? With anything, yeah. there's always, always going to be people say, "Oh no, I pulled this or that, or you know, this is inaccurate, or it's not updated with the new patch, with all the new changes and stuff like that." There's always going to be problems with this kind of stuff. 
but it gives but I a think, good idea. So I think, it's, it's cool. I think the the thing to be taken, if you want this to be a more accurate representation, I think it's better to have people submit the data that they need in order to get it to that point. So I think yeah. that's fair. I mean, they're putting in the effort. They're, they will take the data, I'm sure. I don't know where you can submit data. They don't exactly say. Do they? Let me see. I'm kind of curious for for you, Nayashi. What is um? Oh, here you go. Yeah, they actually here. You can actually submit a form um to submit your data points. That way, they can update the sheets. Can you link that to me? Yeah, I just did. Um, what is your it's opinion? On their main 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 page. If you scroll down, show us yours. What is your, shy, your opinion weird. on the philosophy as far as like, because um, there's some people that think if you're good in 1v1, you shouldn't be good in large scale, or if you're really good at PvE, you shouldn't be good at PvP, or if you're super good at PvP, your class shouldn't be good at PvE. Like, where do you stand on that, on that stuff? I mean, I get it if, you know, that's the kind of approach that PA wants to have, but... That's fine, but at the same time, there's so many classes, 20 classes. Are they really going to design a class that's like, okay, this is 1v1 only? Like, I get Shy specifically was designed a certain way to be RP and, you know, support role. Um, so that's that's just an outlier because they purposely did that for Shy class for God knows whatever reason. They did it for the RPers, I guess. But, um, I think they're actively trying to balance, you know, classes and whatnot. I think it's fair to say that most classes should be in the realm of being able to be versatile in a variety of different roles mm -hmm. rather than just being strictly 1v1 oriented or PvE oriented. Um, and I think they're trying to fix that problem. I think it's just such a difficult problem to, to tackle because of how many classes they have. Because, I mean, think about it. Like, for example, the uh, the skill connection that you were talking about for Kanuchi and Ninja and other classes, yeah. that could have a major impact on PvE, potentially. So now it throws PvE out of whack. But you needed that change for PvP, so now you got to nerf down the PvE. And, you know, if you do too much, it's just going to have too much of an impact. Um, for example, if you tone down the skill damage a little bit, it might require this particular class to, to do a couple extra skills just to kill one pack than what it would normally. Well, now it's trash is going to drop significantly. It's like, how do you fine-tune that very carefully? Like, every player plays differently. Like, I get why it's a difficult struggle for a development company. Or yeah. uh, uh, a company like PA to balance everything because they're throwing well, in so many different aspects to the game. I don't mean just like PA because I, I do. PA has said as much that that they do want every class to be good at everything. Obviously, they're not yeah. succeeding in that necessarily, but um, they're trying, and you can see the efforts. But I still see a lot of people in the community that are like, "Well, I don't understand why why are they making." Um, like, why are they improving 
Ninja and Kuno's PvE if they're so good at 1v1. And I just don't really understand that philosophy. I just think it's so weird. Well, I think that's the old thought process with it. Like, you know, originally um, there was some clear lines on who was good at 1v1, you know, mm -hmm. like Ninja, for example. But that's not really the case so much anymore. There's plenty of other classes that can do well in 1v1. Um, yeah, and uh, there's too many MMOs out there that are based on the Trinity, like what someone in chat's saying. Because it's the same people that play Trinity classes and think it's still good. Where Warrior is a shield and therefore it should be a tank kind of mentality. Yeah, it's not that's not how BDO operates. It's a lot different. Yeah. Um basically the the what the class has, the aesthetics of it, whatnot, yeah, it does maybe kind of lean into the fact that it can defend itself better in melee combat or whatever, but at the same time it may lack in other areas of combat that another class excels at, like range combat, obviously. Warrior has very little range potential. I mean, you can only throw the spear, so... Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, there's, they're, they're trying to, like, obviously show that they're trying to balance the game to where every class is, like, capable, but you got to be very careful with it because a class that's solely focused on melee, you can't make them too strong in melee because just because they don't have ranged combat because then they'll just like destroy everything in their path. Um, and there'll be nothing to stop them. As long as they figure out a way to navigate around the, the range combat, they'll be fine. And then there's nothing that can stop them. I don't know. There's a fine line with everything. This is going to be controversial, but do you think that, 1v1 balance like just 1v1 like you're in BA they're in BA 1v1 balance is, is relatively balanced I mean yes and no I mean like I kind of feel like it's been slowly getting more and more balanced but then they do they do some random shit like buff warriors gravedigger to where it applies the slow immediately <laughs> like slows are a big problem in this game, um, not specifically for my class, just in general. Like, and other mechanics like grab. You've heard me complain about that before, but it's it's not really grab that I'm really complaining about. Honestly, it's the game's desync that's really more of the issue. I could deal with the grab if you know the uh, the connectivity from east coast to west coast was just better. But it yeah. just is what it is. I'd say the game's in a lot better state for 1v1 than it used to be. It's in a lot better state for 1v1 than large scale is right now. So, yeah, large scale is a clusterfuck mess. I heard but that's because of the nature of it. Did, did you watch Heaton's video? Which one? The whole thing, the uh, his interview with the Korean player? Yeah. So one of the things he said while he was asking about Succession Wizard is he said that he thinks... Um, I'm trying to think, I, I want to make sure I word this right, but I'm pretty sure it was, he thinks that Succession Wizard is the strongest that any class has ever been in the game at any time. Pretty sure that's how he worded, worded it. Do, uh, do you agree with that? Accurate. I think that's pretty accurate. It's devastating. Yeah. Like, it, it completely owns the siege scene right now. And like which wizards have owned this the seed scene for a long time, right? It's the meta. Like you need to have like 
majority of your guild built out of uh, magic classes. Yeah. But, uh, like, I think this just makes it worse. Yeah, it's weird because, know. like, I don't know, as strong as some of the other classes were at their peak, like, none of them com affected the game as significantly, I feel like, than Wizard is currently. Like, Wizard makes people not want to go into RBF. Wizard makes people not want to um, node war or siege. And then they had, like, this, this capped war with PA, right? And then, like, now it's like, well, now you still have to deal with Succession Wizard on T1, even without PA. Yeah. Like, there's so much about it that's, like, it... it it's like people are so frustrated and angry. It's so strange to me. <laughs> it's not it's not like it being addressed. But it's crazy, yeah, dude, because it, it does. It feels so powerful and it feels like so powerful with like it's not like people are like, oh man, like this dude just like practiced really, really hard and, and he's super good. So he's <laughs> killing everybody, you know? Dude, you don't know how difficult it was to press those three buttons. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. No, it's um no, I, I agree. Like it's like there's there's obvious there's obvious things out there that um are a problem. Like what the Korean player was saying and that, you know, a super geared suck wizard is damn near unkillable in one v one. I could see that probably being the case. If they're good enough. They're good yeah. enough of a player. Well and then because they, they have just, enough gear. They have so much utility as well as damage output and mobility, it's they have everything built into the kit. Yeah, he he was saying that um and it's it's hard for me to really like give my opinion on like top end gear because I mean as you know I'm I'm a gearlet, you know? Like I don't have the right, gear that you crazy. have and you're not even at the gear that Choice has. So you, it's you like have a tip black star. I mean, relax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying there's a there's a big difference in the level of PVP potential, you know? I'm sure you can agree His, with that. So someone's saying he said the Korean player said Suck Valk is unkillable. He he did, but he also said that nobody can beat Suck Wizard even in 1v1, no class. Or he said regardless of class. It, like and He said he said Suck Valk was unkillable because of the resistances. Yeah, the resists and like with dead gear, god and all that stuff. With the yeah. gear at C20 plus or C20 everything and They got the, the resistances DR that people are stacking. The new it's, DR brackets, Dead God armor, all this stuff is making like some of these classes that are already strong like feel even stronger. I mean, Valk, um, I don't know, Valk is like one of these weird ones where it's like its biggest problem, at least on our servers, that like in large scales it just dies so quickly. But like when you have that much gear and that much resist, so you're not getting CC'd, kind of changes it, right? Yeah. Almost um, like all those weaknesses that you had before suddenly become just nuisances. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I hope something gets addressed on it. Like, even just a note that was like, hey, we know it's really We're strong. Aware. We're aware. And we, we are looking into making changes. We just want to make sure they're the right changes. Like, hang tight, you know? Yeah. That would, that would make the, the community feel a lot better, at least. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll hate it while we're waiting, but at least we'll know something's coming. Right now, we don't know if anything's coming to nerf bat the witch wizard problem or um, not witch. Well, I don't know. Is witch like super strong now with the change with succession? Yeah, it's I don't know. strong. It's up there. 
but Wizard's still the main problem, right? Wizard's so. still worse, but yeah, which is yeah. strong now. But uh, yeah, I mean, no one's really complaining about Valks yet because no one, like the average player, isn't at that gear score. Like, I mean, what the Korean player was talking about is like gear score. Even for them, that's not even very common, you know. Like C twenty plus everything or C twenty everything, like that's not very common even on KR. I mean, a lot of them are like C thirteen plus for sure, but even they're not at the capacity where everyone's C twenty. Can we? So, talk- I mean, you're talking about a one percent problem. Can we talk about meteor, dude? Meteor is one of these things that I I don't know how it slipped under the radar because I know everyone complains about uh, wizards' mobility, wizards' um, like how they instant cast after teleport, um, voltaic pulse, frigid fog, just the amount of damage and AOE and CC and all that stuff. But meteor is like I I was trying to come up with an analogy for like from another class, right? Like you, how, dream of doom is a powerful skill, right? Like yeah. really powerful. Like Dream of Doom is like, damn, that skill's really good. It has a massive AOE. Um, the travel speed on it is like relatively fast, so it's not that easy to avoid, especially if they use uh, Intimate Doom. Its and hitbox area is pretty large. So large even hitbox. if you did avoid it, there's a good chance you'll still get nicked. And it does pretty damn good damage, right? So imagine, imagine Dream of Doom during the slow charge of Dream of Doom. Imagine if Dream of Doom had forward guard during the slow animation, and during that slow animation, a semi-invisible heat wave can instant tick you, hit scan, instant tick you for multiple procs of a stiffness, and then the Dream of Doom hits you, and that Dream of Doom, like, while they're casting it, has super armor. And it does more damage, and the hitbox is even bigger. Like, that that's Meteor. Like, I don't understand how Meteor (laughs) is a fucking skill. It's fucking insane. That skill is so absurd to me right now. Like, the, the ticks of stiffness just don't make any sense to me at all. Like, how is there an invisible, zero travel time, protected stiffness from range that procs multiple times? Ugh. I not tell you. I'd be fine with it just being damage. No CC. But then again, the complaint about not having any engaged CC options. Well, I would be fine with it even just if you just remove the stiffness where like, oh shit, he's casting Meteor, like now I have to react to this hit before I get knocked down versus like, oh, we're all stiffened and we're knocked down and we yeah. take a ton of damage. It's because like before, because WizWitch have always had it, right? But it did less damage before and... Um, it wasn't super armor while casting? Well, it, no, no, it has, it has been super armor while casting forever. But the thing is, the difference is that when they would CC you with it, it was kind of hard for them to kill you because Awakening was relatively slow and their damage Back like, in wasn't the day, it wasn't super armor while charging. I mean, it's been super armor while charging, though, for at least like a couple years. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I don't know. It's just like lately, and because the cooldown got reduced, right? So. I mean, people people kind of forget that, but when Absolutes came out, the cooldown went from, what, a minute 30 to 30 seconds? True. I don't know, man. That skill's just fucking nutty. And it's it's crazy to me to think that Kunoichi... I know it's a totally different skill, but, like, Kunoichi's Heart Snatch has the same cooldown as Meteor. God. I mean, look at it from, like, my point of view as Mewa. I'm a melee class. I have to go in. I don't have a hard-hitting 
skill like that from ranged. I have stub arrow. <laughs> yeah. It'll stiff you. <laughs> and I can start a combo and kill you, but I don't have some large AoE, you know, that I can just throw down. Red Moon is my biggest AoE skill, basically. Um, and that's a four guard. And Stub Arrow has a little charge, kind of right? Damage. <clears throat> Stub Arrow, uh -huh. you could kind of charge it, right? Or you can hold it? Yeah, you can charge it and hold it, but... So, imagine... You leave yourself vulnerable. <laughs> imagine charging was Frontal Guard, and then the release was Super Armor, and it did 50 times the damage. And was an AoE. You realize my charge Stub Arrow does, like, one damage, right? Alright, maybe 150 times the damage. I, I would say about 20,000 hey, times okay. the damage. There we go, dude. This is why you can't you can't empathize with a fucking Maywa. They always take it too far. You have to just Well, alright. It's better to look at like uh Musa's uh Rabam quick there it shot is. because they actually do damage with their arrow. This is why Musas never get buffed because Maywas are constantly taking shots at them about how busted they are. <laughs> I never said they're busted. I just said their Rabam arrow is actually really strong. Uh, but, uh, I mean, yeah, it's like when you compare a skill like what the Witch Wizard has and then I'm having to go into melee range for everything and I don't have that kind of, like, output, it's it is just weird champ for sure. Not even, I'm sure how to deal with it. Like, But, I mean, we do have slicker movement, kind of. You used I mean, to. Succession, succession kind of, like, you know, throws that one out the window with their with their teleporting around. Their mobility is kind of insane, so. Yeah, I know everyone complains about Wizard everywhere, so it's like tedious at this point, but it's just, I don't know. It's just crazy to me. I mean, I, mean, I there's just... There's a lot of classes that have different skills like that, but yeah, which Wizard, or which, or Wizard specifically has some major outliers that are problems. Yeah, it's just been so long now that it's a little bit surprising to me that it hasn't been addressed. Yeah. Well, because they don't know what to do with the, the Witch Wiz problem. They just see it as, you know, or whatever. It took over the Siege team because it's AoEs and stuff like that, and that's they're just not going to do anything about it from what I can tell. Because of the BSR, dude. <laughs> it's because of the BSR. They nerfed, nerfed it and BSR. fixed that. Dude, the... Yeah. They have to like, I don't know. They're strange. The The KDA thing has to go. That method of measuring I, balance has to I go. I don't know. I laughed when I seen the KDA thing when they talked about how Mystic wasn't a problem. Dive. Back when it was like ridiculous. Dive. Am I still going to yeah. die? Bell usually kills me anyway. Oh, I lived. Let's go. Yeah, I just I just thought that was hilarious. You're like, oh yeah, Mystic Mystic's fine. It has a you know a fairly average KDA, but yet it's you know like the population of it was mass majority of players that had high end gear were playing on a Mystic because of the PVE grind. They weren't nerfing the PVE. That's what people were wanting. Nerf the fucking PVE. They're like, no, 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 no words suggest that it's it's perfectly balanced. And then, can I? I I'm not. That, gonna, that was a while ago. That issue is old. Yeah. For clarity. I'm not going to name the name of this person, but I, I do want to address. Let me see if I have the screenshot saved here. The mentality of defeatist classes, such as Mewa, 
So <laughs> I don't think I'm a defeatist. No, no, class. not not you, but but the class you play. So <laughs> so someone said after this recent patch because Mayo was not on the list of buffs, right? Now I think we can agree ninety six percent of the changes. The balance changes on this most recent patch were PvE related. Like nothing to yes. do with PvP mostly. Like there was a couple of things Fair, that, that's fairly accurate. Yeah, yeah, will affect PvP, but it, it wasn't really designed to be PvP. And someone says there's a Mewa. Oh, I'm gonna die. I don't have stamina. Uh a Mewa says, Seriously, it's like my class doesn't even exist. Feels Mewa, man. Also, What's up with thinking having random Garmoth fire, random fireballs, players new RBF is good. Blah, 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 blah. Goes on. And then someone replies and agrees. Such is the Mewa life. Maybe if we can convince KR players to use her, she can finally get buffed. And then someone says, yeah, it sucks. Would be nice if we could convince them, but doubt it with her current state. And then another one. So this isn't one or two people. I don't understand why they do big PvE buffs across the board for Awakenings and exclude Mewa, one of the absolute worst PvE classes currently. Since PA wants to kill Awakening Mewa, I'm just going to re-roll since this train wreck of a class won't ever get fixed. And then another person, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Even suck Mewa I dislike in PvE. Like, Nayashi, I, I know... It's a it's a huge burden being the Mewa ambassador, but is Mewa Awakening PVE and Mewa Succession PVE are either of them some of the worst classes in PVE right now? No, definitely not. So what the fuck? Succession Succession is one of the better PVE classes, not top tier, right? But one of the better ones. It's solid. Um. And then when you go to underwater zone, that's when Mewa really excels in there. Um, but you gotta have the DP for it, of course. You ready to do this Vel's Heart countdown? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. On three, we're gonna open on three. Have any Hold on, inventory? I'm being kidnapped. Hold on. No, I'm being kidnapped. All right, ready. Oh, dude, is this the week? All right, here we go. On three. One, two, two. three. <sighs> oh, I got a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god man uh, debated three kaffir stones eight so dust you got the fucking concentrated magic what a jackass damn dude so here here's another thing i want to address because a lot of people are concerned about it and it's it's making people upset because there's a lot of people that are just now getting to full pen you're you're probably in that boat. Are you full pen armors now? No, I'm working on the pen tree or pen red nose. People are telling okay. me go in pen red nose since Odalitas. Yeah, know. well, because it's cheaper on Kafras, and the Kafras market's fucked right now. So, what? Yeah. I mean, how how do you being just now getting to that that point in the game? Like, are you a little bit annoyed that you can't buy Kafra stones even if you wanted to? Like, you have to put no, up an not, order, and it takes really. like a whole day. I mean, to get a hundred. When I'm actually trying to focus on the Kafirs, yeah, I will be annoyed for sure. But right now, I couldn't care less because I honestly can't spend the money on it, anyways. <laughs> but yes, no, no. From from there, the the players that are like looking to progress and want the Kafirs, yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah, there's there was a time not that long ago where it was like I would save up like ten bill. And then be like, all right, I want to Kafras this from C6 to C9. And you would just do it instantly. And now it's like, that's not even an option. 
Like yeah. it, it'll take you so long. So I'm curious, what do you think we should do? Not we, but they should do to fix the CAFRS market. Cause I see two problems. I see a long-term problem and a short-term problem. Short-term problem, people feel like they can't progress, they get discouraged and they quit, right? Because once you're full pen, like the next thing is pen accessories. The only thing to do is to kaffir up, yeah. And pen accessories are expensive, so you want a kaffir. So it's like, hey, a nice way of getting gains, takes a little bit of time, whatever. Um, yeah. The problem is there's like this balance that I'm trying to figure out because they just added Black Star Helmet in KR. And I guess according to the, the Korean who he hadn't interviewed, um, a producer also said that at the beginning of the year, um, Dead God Helmet is coming, right? And yeah. Dead God and Black Star don't require Kaffir stones whatsoever. So if they buff the Kaffir stone market today, how much, because obviously like you need more drops. Like right now it's just like, it's getting scarce. It's hard for, for anyone to use Kaffir stones or get Kaffir stones. And it's only going to get harder once Odalita is actually out. So I'm yeah. wondering what is the line between like buffing it to where like two years from now we have a full set of dead God armor. And now there's just like thousands and thousands of Kaffir stones sitting on the market that no one wants because you can't even use them in your full set of dead God armor. I mean, no dead God does not need Kaffir stones. You're talking the amount of Kaffir I stones you need for dead God is so minimal. It's like, it's 10 per attempt. That's it. I, I don't see that being a real issue, to be honest. So you like think they with, should just buff the drop rate and keep it? Yeah, or just like someone suggested in chat, introduce a grind zone, which has a lot of Kaffirs that it drops. Like 20 to 30 Kaffirs. But I don't even think the grind zone thing is, um, unfortunately, the solution. I think we have the solution already in the game, kind of, sort of. Um, you just got to remember that there's obviously an initial hype right now. Mm -hmm. um, because everyone wants to um, get their pen tree and get to C10 and whatnot, or their, their pen red nose and get to C10. But the main thing is need to understand that we already have a mechanic in the game and that's that's gathering like there's i've heard from a lot of gatherers of like i'm gonna get all my my kaffirs from gathering like they're gonna start gathering from logs and you know sap and whatever you know the the stuff that actually yields a lot of ancient spirit dust or um direct kaffirs and that's what they're gonna focus on which yeah they're gonna take a hit in actual silver gain because they'll be focusing on those things but the life skillers are ultimately what we're going to rely on to fix the market. Um, I think a lot of players are already starting to make the switch to life skilling to get their Kaffirs, but they are going to do it in a very kind of greedy fashion of only caring about their own stuff initially. Mm -hmm. If they continue to, you know, keep doing the life skilling though, because life skilling is pretty good money um, as an alternative to grinding. It is. Um, they'll eventually help take care of some of the need for the Kaffirs over a long period of time. But yeah. That, All right. So let's see. I'm gonna... I, I think, <clears throat> I think life skilling will help out with the problem, but they also need to do more events uh, with ancient spirit dust. The ancient spirit dust rift bosses were, those are really cool. I like those. Cause you get a lot of like riff, uh, you get a lot of spirit dust really quickly that way. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I think they should definitely do more events for Kaffirs because like you said, eventually we're going to get flooded with Kaffirs because less and less people are going to need them. And all those that are actually actively progressing already have their dead God armor kind of thing. And now you just have this market of a useless item sitting on the sitting there. But right. um, I guess it won't ever be useless because you still have to put in weapons, right? Unless you get pen black star, but we still have a dandy and we still have an offhand. Right. So if we go into the hypothetical that all the blacks black are the dead God armors out. And that's what you have is all the dead God armor. You have the, the, the black star weapon. They don't have uh, dead God weapons or a, a black star awakened weapon yet or offhand yet. Maybe they haven't come up with a solution for that yet or whatever. So you still need Kaffirs for those, but to get each of your weapons, it, let's just say the the average person that has somewhere around I don't know thirteen hundred mastery. I, I hear yeah. I hear different numbers from different people, but about thirteen hundred to sixteen hundred mastery, you can get anywhere from like forty to sixty Kaffir stones in an hour of gathering. Let's just say fifty, just to make yeah. the example easy. Uh, you're telling me that the solution is that I grind 588 hours so I can get C20 on my Zarka. Or rather, gather. How many hours are you grinding in order to purchase a Pen Zarka? In order to purchase a Pen Zarka? Yeah. Well, um, it depends how much... I mean, it depends how much money you make, but it... Like, I don't know. It just seems like a crazy amount. That's one of the eight... Or one of the sevens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree yeah. it's a problem. I yeah. agree it's a problem. I just, I don't think they're really looking at an active solution to fix that problem as far as like, let's just inject a shitload of Kaffirs, you know? Right. I mean, they added I don't a think few things. I right? don't think that's the proper solution because then you fuck the life skiller market, you know? Well, the whole thing they make money off of is Kaffirs as well as other materials for like cooking or um, for Imperials or alchemy. I like that and you sound like a New York mobster when you say Kaffirs. Kaffirs. You got to get your Kaffirs. No, I mean, Kaffirs. They, they've added, yeah, um, they've added a few things, right? The Rift bosses, obviously, and the, the field bosses, like you said. But, um, and then they had that event, which I actually think that event was the testing. I don't know. It feels like a test. Like they want to see how it affected the market. Um, someone's saying, like, EU has more life skillers. That's why they have Kaffir stones. The thing is, is when you guys have Odalita, like, y you won't. Like, E eventually you'll catch up and also like the eu there's i think the average gear score in eu is not as high as the average gear score in na just because the player base is bigger well it's not even just the player base we have access to more per uh more crons more via costumes and pearls and all that items. stuff yeah yeah so less whales yeah. and and the thing is is like so our our server is like i mean it's literally following exactly kr's server trend so right now yeah. there's 16,000 orders up for Kaffir stones and on KR, like, cause they already have Odalita, it's been out for a while. They, the guy said that they always have at least 200,000 orders up. Uh, like 200,000. You, you basically can't buy Kaffir stones. Like for me, it takes about eight to 16 hours to get an order of a hundred to go through with, with how many are up there now. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like I, I don't mind gathering as a as one of the solutions. I just think like not everybody likes gathering. I agree. So you should have you should have the ability if you wanted to grind, grind and then just purchase them. Yeah. 
but um, I mean, this happens with new content all the time. We have this happen with every everything that they've introduced as new content. A market blows the fuck up. Think about the sharp and uh, hard market when they introduce new gear. It blows the fuck up, especially especially when they first introduced from the plus fifteen to the pride of pen. Like, I mean, mind you, the the hards and sharps were just then getting introduced, but then they they introduced um, the black star gear. Mm-hmm. Hards sharps were gone again for a little bit. Like every time they introduce something, the market that's involved gets fucked. It just does because of initial hype. Because people hear the announcement, they take their prepped up resources and they apply it to it. Um, so I, but yeah, with Mark with the marketplace still being fucked in Korea, that's a good, you know, metric to we're probably going to end up following in NA. So yeah, life scaling in that sense probably isn't enough at all. That's why I was also saying events too to help fix it. Um, Luckily, I'm gathering in Navarre and Step, dude. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, so, w, it's so few gaffer stones here. It's actually uh, so bad. That's so sad. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think like some subtle things. Maybe they should just buff buff the gaffer drop rates in zones and then also buff it for how often you get it for um, life skilling. I feel like the simple, a simple like because obviously they're doing a little bit just to see how it affects it at a time. They're not like doing a massive buff. So first the dust from the rift bosses and then the dust from... Um, see, the dust is good field. because then the Blackstone market doesn't crash because no one's buying them. Right. So if you just have direct caffers, then no one's going to buy Blackstones. Like, why? But all of the low-level so, areas should be dropping caffer stones and dust because new players would sell them. And it would help them accelerate a little bit. Like Medaya, Calfion, all those spots, even if it's not a huge amount, if they grind and they get anywhere from one to three Kaffir stones an hour while they're leveling up or power leveling, like that would help. Um, I, Can we change that to maybe the low end zones that are actually supporting gear that would take it? So like Valencia and Kama? Because I don't want to be like, as a new player... Well, Valencia and Kama already get Kaffir stones. Yeah, I know, but increase the drop rate on them for those areas specifically. Yeah, like increase it by like, the same amount. Because I'm, I'm thinking in, in the sense that like a new player isn't going to know what the fuck to do with these Kaffirs. Right. Yeah, it would be good for them to get. But they generally try to like let you get items from places that is relevant to your level or area that you're in. Because, I mean, you get the Blackstones and whatnot, but um, you're not getting like gear that's outside of that level for example like right. heave and granil and stuff like that you have to go to the specific zones for that because that's relevant to where you should be um kaffirs are always for the valencia camo spots because that's where you're, you're you should be for actually applying kaffirs to your gear newer player in a newer area wouldn't ever have a need for a kaffir so they'd always be selling it which is which would yeah, be fine. That, that would help. Another just, thing, make world because some of the world bosses people don't go to, right? Um, Nuver, for instance, I think Kudum has fairly low attendance. Um, I, why not add like not maybe not the same one Garmoth has, but add like the twenty to thirty Kafras bundles from those and make the drop rate like not that bad. Yeah. And same with same with um, like gatekeepers. 
I know they buffed the gatekeeper loot, but it's like gatekeepers, honestly. Yeah, I mean they tried like three weeks ago, and they're still like pretty bad. So it's like, I don't know that that wouldn't that be kind of cool if like when you kill a gatekeeper, you were guaranteed a Kafir's bundle that gave between twenty and thirty Kafir stones. So people actually wanted to fight over those. Yeah, that would be sick. I, dude. I think that would be good for the game to to make those things viable again. Like right now, they're just useless. <laughs> no one's really doing them. They don't really give you anything of value anymore. The the old necklaces, the syrup necklaces and stuff like that, that was nice back in the day when money was harder to come by and it was one of the more valuable necklaces that people actually wanted, but not any, not anymore. And lastly, these these stars end um clear black star crystals. Can we please grind one into a hundred dust? That would actually be good. Wouldn't give be a sick, give dude? a second purpose to them. Yeah. Rather than these corrupt crystals. Hundred dust, twenty kafirs. It's like sixty mil. It's not that yeah, bad. Yeah, that would be equivalent to what it would be worth to actually uh, do a corrupt gem. There would be a problem with corrupt gems, though. Well, well no, it, it would. It would, it would over time. Yeah, it would run out, and then people would actually want to sell them. Then you'd have to make the choice: do I want kafir stones or sell the corrupt gem for a lot? Because well, the mean, corrupt gem right now ain't worth. We know shit. the answer. People would always go for the kafirs. Probably. You think so? All right. What if the corrupt gem's worth like hundred and ten mil though? Oh, okay, that's fair. Right, because like at one point they were two hundred. Then mil. you would profit from selling it and then buying gaffers instead. <laughs> it's buff stars and more. I mean, you're. I guess. I mean, the other spots should be brought up to stars and level. You know. <laughs> All the other spots. They um, removed. They removed dust and gaffers drops from um, history and Aukman like right before we got gaffer stones because it was like too strong back in the day, and now I almost feel like it just needs to be brought back. What about this? What about this? And this might be a weird idea. Why not the like the main NPC that's at a node or whatever in a particular zone? How about having an option like a little mini repeatable quest thing? Not a quest, but like a repeatable turn in thing, an exchange thing where you could uh, turn in uh, a thousand trash or whatever for X amount of uh, Kaffirs or ancient spirit dust. Yeah, that'd be hype. It'd be kind of like you would, a silver Then you would too. make the conscious choice of, okay, I'm trading in actual silver in form of trash loop to just get raw kaffirs or, you know, ancient spirit dust instead. Because yeah, then that would apply to, you know, any zone, essentially. You could do that to anything. Then that would help get rid of... Uh, Zodiac quest for kaffirs. Yeah, I know. I'm not talking about those. Someone said those melt. Garbage. Melt. Fucking, you get one kaffir, three kaffirs. Melt costumes into kaffir stones. That that's what caused them to change it from Kron energy to kaffirs energy. That used to be a thing. You used to use Kron stones to level up your gear. Was not, it? Not on our server. We never got it. But in KR, that's how yeah, it, it launched. KR. It was Kron energy, and they hated that shit. And they got yeah. like. A bunch I remember of that actually, yeah, the, I, the Kron energy, yeah, that's right, I forgot about that. Huh. That would be crazy. Yeah, I don't know, dude, I don't know, like, it's, it's silly that KR is dealing with this problem, where they are, like, you know, balls deep in the debt with uh, no uh, Kaffirs to show for it kind of thing. Um, but they should definitely do something. Yeah, I don't know. I say buff existing areas, do events to help slowly balance it out over time, and eventually it'll like 
collapse into like being a balanced market again. Also, um, what happened to that fucking server they announced at the Hideout Ball where every grind zone was going to be a high-end spot on one specific server? Dude, that would, where's that? I think oh. that fell off of the map. I'm ready for <laughs> that, dude. Uh, he does keep saying Kaffers, right? He's he's like a he's a mobster, dude. Kaffers, man. Kaffers. Yeah, he's gonna pull out his minigun out of his trench coat and just fucking shoot you to death. Hell yeah. Um. Shit. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's... I think I just got food at the door. Be right back. Kaffers, Kaffers, Kaffers. I don't know. Like the thing is, is like I I'm super discouraged to try to go for any upgrades regarding Kaffer stones because now it's just going to take me forever. I, at first I was like, oh cool, I can Kaffer up my Zarka a few levels to get the next bracket and I could do this and that and now it just seems kind of impossible. And for a new player that's just now getting pens, it's also like it's going to take them so long to get to full C9 to hit those like later brackets that it's just, I don't know, it's kind of insane. Can we talk about the tag weapon? We, we, we talked about it at the beginning. At the beginning of the show. It's pretty hype. I think I'm going ranger, dude. I'm going to grind skill points up on my ranger and my Hashishin and All right, I'm back. see what happens. What'd you get, dude? What'd you order? Dude, we got wing house. Wing house? All right. Hell yeah. Some boneless wings. Extra dipping sauce. Nice. Alright, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do some comments. You ready for comments? Yeah, I think we're ready for comments. Comments time. Here we go. Do, 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 do. Um, if you haven't seen the show before, if you're new to the show, uh, we always, uh, read the comments on the show. Um, you know, because that's how, that's how we is, you know? We cool like that. We always read the comments <laughs> on the show. So if you want your voice to be heard, if you have opinions, if you hate what Nayashi is saying, I understand. Just let us know. Um, and we'll read it on the show. Just make sure the rules of the comments are A, try to give us a TLDR if it's a super long comment. B, uh, don't insult people. Insults are not okay. And C, if you do have a lot of thoughts, like don't keep posting a bunch of comments, just edit your comment and add to the, to the thoughts. That's all we ask, you know? A few simple rules. Yeah, don't don't pick on Rizlar. He's not here anymore. Yeah, don't pick He'll on Rizlar. He's, he's taking a break. Don't, don't pick on You know, he's he's on a sabbatical. He's like Michael Jordan. He's probably going to play baseball for a little while, and then he'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Triple uh, X Harambe says, Hit my season's Tet Ruins ring. Sold to Smack for Tet Ogre. Failed 3x Tet Ogre attempts. Back to console for me, lol. Why my PC RNG so good? Yikes. Damn, dude. This was the one, right? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I can try in the room. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry to hear that, dude. And, you know, imagine your RNG is so bad that you're willing to play at 30 FPS. Bullseye says, <laughs> I got no questions for you all to read, but just putting it out there, best BDO podcasts since BDO podcasts. Well, thank you, Bullseye. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Lil Porkchop says, Hashashin teleports with NATO. Hashash out. True. I thumbs down in the Musassin's comment because it had to do with Musa. He said, <laughs> I'd actually agree with the Stam nerf if they made all Musa's accuracy modifiers at least 50% plus returning all resource drain. 
Venture Nerf Stam. Imagine still like I grasping. Talked, I talked to Musasin recently. He's in Juice, by the way, and uh, he said you're toxic, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine grasping at that resource drain nerf still, dude. God, <laughs> you gotta let it go. Max Punch says, "Nice, more speed for my horse, so I can rubber band even harder while riding through Heidel." Uh, yeah. That'll that that's the great thing about about the T10s. Your rubber band levels going through the roof. Ali Speed says, can confirm Tuvala rates are rigged. Failed pen 11 times now. Just got a chronic. That's dude. rough. Uh, Rajah says, please PA, make a pirate class with passive swim speed. I love the cliche sword pistol combo like an outlaw rogue uh, from WoW with less RNG. And then someone says, Rajah, dude, think about it. Cutlass main hand, flintlock offhand, and then give me a trident as an awakening with like Vel powers. <laughs> that does sound kind of sick. Oh my gosh. Uh, that sounds kind of cool. Uh, Jeremy Dudak says, I watch these when I can, but mostly to see when he gets the mana potion. All right, I'm actually getting closer. I have, I got the crimson tier last week. Thank God. So now I just need the gathering piece, which I hear could take me all the way until guru 30 so i'm really excited <laughs> i'm i'm really yeah i got i got the the narc crimson tier i was pretty hype about it to be honest i i i kind of cheered and sounded like a little kid uh try I don't blame you try Konex, dude it, it was just i was just like yes some fucking progress after four weeks of trying to get this thing from mansions and the gathering it's just like something you know yeah uh, Trinox says, the bosses having pen drops is really not a good thing, or is not really a good thing. Pen is the end. That shouldn't be so easy to get. I get the rate would be ridiculously low still, but, um, Tets, I'm fine. Those are easy to get for veteran. It's really valuable drop, but not something super crazy. I'm against T10. It sort of diminishes the fact that I got a T9 and was like, finally, I'm done with it. Got the best horse. I don't need to worry about it ever again. That's kind of lazy development. Instead, new kinds of T9s, we get upgraded T9 into T10. Um, I understand your point about the horse, although I don't know, it doesn't bother me as much. I, I think it's cool if people want to keep striving for more stuff. Like being at the end is what kind of makes people stop playing games, right? So if you have the best thing, at first it's cool, but then after a while you're like, man, I wish I had something to go for. And there are, there is a segment of the population, albeit a strange segment, that likes to train horses and level up horses. So now they have something to look forward to. As far yeah, as the... Well bosses dropping I mean, pen i don't all see... I have to say yeah all i have to say about that is just look at that image yeah dude look at look at that image hold on let me pull it up dude, it looks is... like your horse has black um um black spirit rage coming out from his feet yeah dude this is a blood pegu dude fucking bloody pegu it does look like this is the the end of the birthing process that's why there's all that blood <laughs> <laughs> um and the it's thing, like the Diablo Four, Diablo Four trailer with uh, Lilith. <laughs> exactly. The thing with the pen drop. So, because um, remember, Nightmare Zarka has a chance when you open the box to give you a an, an enhanced version, and it could be up to pen, I guess. The thing yeah. is about it that doesn't bother me that much is like in the same vein that like, oh, it shouldn't be that easy to get. There's people that just started the game that one tap pen Zarka, and like, we don't have a problem with that. So. I don't know. It doesn't seem that much different to me going to a boss and getting it easily. Also, the boss looks like it's actually kind of hard because it'll actually kill you. So maybe it's not. I don't know. It doesn't seem that bad to me. I think it's kind of Yeah, cool. the boss actually looks insane. 
Uh, Spectral says, when it comes to duel for spot, rules of old have died, unfortunately. So my response when asked to duel for spot is F-U-F-O. Flag up or fuck off. If I lose, I will leave unless you start talking, or unless you start shit-talking. Ah, one of those players. Those are the players that are like, I like to feed the mobs. What? Well, he said if I lose, I will leave unless you start shit-talking. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. so he, that, that seems fair enough. Flag up or fuck off. You know, I, I was saying this to, because uh, our, our friend Bear, he, he <coughs> was saying that now he cringes when people ask him to duel for spot, and he's like, no, just flag up or I'm going to feed you to mobs, right? And I, I always say, like, dude, my, me saying duel for spot is a courtesy to you. Not, not yeah. for me. I could just, I could just come unannounced and attack you while you're mid pack, and then fuck you up that way. Or, well, and I get that there's some people that they aren't, they, they don't really have a chance, or they can't kill you that way. But like, I, I play Kuno, and I think ninjas have the same kind of advantage. Like, if you're not gonna duel me for spot in a respectable way, then I have concealment, and it's about to become like actual hell for you for a while. <laughs> yeah. You know, um. So I, I don't know. For me, I don't usually duel for spot or like ask to duel for spot unless I'm like two channels deep and I still can't find a spot. Then I'll go ask, but usually I don't. Um, the other thing oh, is like... I immediately log in and ask for duel for spot. <laughs> the other thing is people ask me to duel for spot. I almost always say yes. I just do it. Like 99% of the time... They're going to get CC'd by the first thing you do because they like people. I think people get nervous during duel for spots or they something. Do. So they make mistakes that you normally wouldn't see. So, I'm, so the, I'm the type of player when someone walks into my rotation, they're like, you know, that awkward moment where they're kind of just standing there deciding if they want to type out duel for spot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're just like looking at you. I just I just offer up this duel for spot. My I just want the break. Uh, in between grinding. Minaria is saying that the Zarka box can only drop up to Tet. I don't think it was a it wasn't a BDO Codex thing, was it? I thought it was a, uh, oh, maybe it was. I think someone pulled out the BDO Codex last week. Um, yeah. What, what if someone sees you and tells you I'll sub for spot? Then yeah, I'll leave. Uh, Kanichi Sa- oh no, wait. Where is it? Uh, Queso said, no, no, hold on. Minaria says, I might have sounded a bit pessimistic about the new RBF, but not going to lie, I'm still excited about the fact that there will be new modes and other objectives. Yeah, and it looks like they, uh, you know, listened to the show since no one actually played it and uh, made some changes based off of what you were saying last week, so look at that. Wait, really? Well, yeah, because they, they like the, the tower thing was kind of weird and how the alt thing worked was weird. People didn't really like the jump as far as the buff. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, they kind of made it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, a little less cancer. Queso81 says, Frosty, I've been playing Hash Alibaba for a week now. The poop walk is real. <laughs> I laugh. <laughs> I laugh every time I press the S key. Yeah, he has a... Um, he looks like he, he poopied his diaper when he's S blocking <laughs> and that he's just trying to avoid getting a diaper rash. Yeah, I remember you mentioning this last week. Yeah. Um, Kanichi Sai says Valoran helmet looks like an overglorified bike helmet that one weird kid uses. Yeah, exactly. And that his mom makes him wear it in the house too. Uh, Declan Morandon says you guys are the Joe Rogan of BDO. Thank you. I've always felt this way. Um, <laughs> we're a very professional so podcast, and Nayashi's always high. 
Blood Diamond yep. 78 says, RIP forward guard against Hashishin. That block jump like sh skill literally comes out of nowhere. He completely and utterly bodies Archer. Yeah, <sighs> I don't much. know. I mean, it, it's going to feel like that at first, right? That's how. How tendon cutter. <laughs> it's gonna feel like that at first. No, and I it's mean, gonna feel like that later too. That's how tendon cutter felt too, you know. And then eventually, it's like, oh, as people get used to it, they're like, oh, okay, I, I can deal with this. I'm. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, hey, don't worry. Worst case scenario, there's a new tagging system come out, and you can make your own hatch. Exactly, dude. Yeah, the archer gets bodied, but does your tagged ninja get bodied? I don't think so. Um, Eich Kanazmir says the announcement of T10 horses reminds me of my dreams about having cooler looking legendary or fantastic mounts or even cosmetic skins like Griffin skin for Pegasus or Cerebrus skin for Doom and knowing that PA will never put them in the game just makes me mad another idea that you could grind some spots to drop a special item that you can do alchemy on or manufacture into an item that you can use on your horse or change its appearance such as grinding Griffins for a Griffin skin piece that would be cool I'd be into that, but I I do want to avoid the. We always mention this, but like the the Terra style. I'm a I'm a a panda a panda with a bamboo weapon that's driving a police car. Like we, I feel like we don't need that in video. It'll look lame. Yeah, it'll look super lame. Hey, butters, thank you so much for the support. I miss you, man. Uh. Talented Sniping says, I'll give you a longer thanks, but I gotta finish the... We're doing the podcast. This is the show, so I'll, I'll get to you after. I, thank you very much, though. Uh, Talented Sniping says, why not play D2? Yes, it's nothing like BDO, but good game. Eh, I Diablo did actually play D2 a lot. Yeah, Diablo 2 is old, man. It's just... It's old. <laughs> I did Season whatnot, but it's just... No, I think it's just he's, an endless grind. I think he's talking yeah. about Destiny, right? Oh, fuck that game. Yeah, fuck that game. It's nothing like BDO is an understatement. Talented Sniping says, Nayashi, opinion on duel for spa is perfect. People who don't duel and then whine about getting PvP'd on should not be playing an MMO with an open world PvP Lamau. Yeah, the whole like being upset that people are PvPing you, especially on Arsha. Dude, do you get that? I get that so much where people are like, dude, what the fuck's your problem? I'm like, yeah, it's I used to. Arsha. I used to, but I don't go to an Arsha as often anymore. Um, just because I just want to chill and grind. So usually at Arsha, you just get like fucked with a lot. When I'm in a PvP mood, I will. But since I'm trying to focus on gains, I don't as much. When I get back to the point where I want to PvP more, I will. Yeah. But no, I I definitely have seen my fair share of whiny bitches on Arsha, like. Dude, why are you attacking me? I'm like, uh, check my channel. <laughs> yeah. <It's> Arsha. <laughs> Weird. You kind of have to. It's the rules of the channel. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Zombie Horde says, I bet the T10 Doom has a whitish blue flame. I don't know. It sounds like, after seeing that picture, it sounds like it's just going to have a totally different skin, which is exciting. Not that I'll ever make one because I'm never going to get a second, but you know, this is what it is. Zero H says, I don't know if it's the class or just because there's so many people playing mooses that there are bound to be some bad eggs, but 80% of mooses I meet are just shithead fuckboys. 
The other day, there was this 700 gear score Musa and BA trash talking anyone he kills while getting CC'd left and right and using escape escape, whale pots, whale elixirs, and walking into the safe zone just to wait for cooldowns and then coming back out to kill and trash talk more. It's really hard to feel bad for the class after four weeks of consecutive buffs and only seeing these idiots around. All right, well, I think I know who they're talking about if on the, they're on NA. I've run into that player before. He's actual dog shit. I can't remember what the hell his name is, though. Yeah, but yeah. there's there's one Musa that was constantly running around, interrupting people's duels and stuff like that, like a jackass. But that's just, that's just, he could do that on any class, honestly. It's not specifically Musa. God, so but Musa's don't, good at it. Don't blame it, though, the right? class for that kind of behavior. I blame the class. Feverdon, <laughs> or DG609 says, Zark are going to look like Deadpool with baby legs. <laughs> yeah. It is, dude. It's gonna have those little tiny itty bitty legs. He's gonna come out of the ground. To be honest, it looks like the fight is really the same thing. He just does way more damage. At least from the video I watched. Someone said, Caleb? That's a name that pops in my head. I think I've seen that dickhead named Caleb in RBF. Oh, Caleb wasn't the one I was talking about, but Caleb is definitely in RBF a lot. Dude, Caleb was farming my friend Bloom in the, in the last node war we had against Corrupt. It was, it was fucking funny. Really? Yeah. He kept catching him. He's got a lot of gear. I can't remember what Caleb T's gear is at right now. Uh, Yumenadai says, Knowing you guys, he didn't interview a con uh, Korean player who speaks English. Uh, I wanted to know your thoughts about it. Probably it's one of the same guys you talked about before, but it's interesting to say the least. In another subject, I want to address this dream dream horse. Uh, to get some background, back in the days... The training life skill required a lot of investment. That includes getting in the wild and taming horses. Search for the best match for your ranch since the horse color actually mattered and when it came to breeding and of course there was no best horse, all of them actually had pros and cons until T dream horses were introduced. But I'm not going to lie, it was heavy pay to win. Until this day I haven't gotten a single non-coupon courser horse. I wanted to have something special. And for me nowadays, getting a courser without using coupons feels more rewarding than trying to get a T9 by brute force method. Uh, and then he says, Rezzler's idea of having hybrid would be really awesome. Maybe feeding a F Pegasus and M or female Pegasus and male Doom gives some mixture of skills while male Pegasus and female Doom have access to a list of different skills. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. That. Uh, are you accusing Heden of copying our idea? Uh, you know, in fairness, he, he went out and reached out to the person first. Uh, it happens. It was a good interview, though. Um, and the guy Wait, had... Copying our idea. What idea. Well, we talked about how... I talked about how I was going to have a, a English-speaking Korean on. I was trying to get him on. But um, I didn't get to it in time. Oh. But it's all right. Beat out. The interview ended up being really good. And it also confirms, like, a lot of the shit we were talking about. Like... Um, one of the interesting things that he talked about in that interview is he was at, uh, he didn't asked if, um, because the NA and EU players feel like Perlibus only cares about KR and what his opinion on that was. And he laughed and said, that's funny because for us, we feel like KR is the only server they don't care about. Oh, well, actually there was an article I sent you for information to talk about this week. I actually forgot about it, but the, um, the revenue um uh, report that was released from Pearl Abyss. They made two billion in the course of BDO's history of since 2014. Mm -hmm. And since 2019, 
they made in it they made that second billion so they actually only had one billion leading up to 2019 and then they made their second billion from there but um 40 percent of that is from naeu goddamn right so we're whales yeah and then like 20 something percent of it 26 percent, i think was from kr and then 34 percent was split between other regions so it they probably do look at naeu more than we give them credit for it's just it may not be reflected in the way that we think <laughs> they just look at us as you know i don't know maybe not necessarily for balance changes but for other things OnlyFans Buffet says, I blame Odir for 90% of the NAEU income. <laughs> Probably not <laughs> wrong. Boost. Yeah, he's, and he's boosting Next year, high. they're not going to have uh, you know, that extra billion. Um, ItMeGeo says, not a comment, wanted to say, I love the podcast. Love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Nothing but good vibes going forward. Thank you. Will Maddow says, Frosty has a sexy voice and nerf Kuno. That's why he keeps playing Kuno, not other classes like Hashishin. Because you have a sexy voice? No, because apparently Kuno is too strong. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I guess. I thought it was because you have a sexy voice. They should nerf Kuno. I think that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I'm with that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Dude, I, uh, that, yeah, that interview was, it, it confirmed everything I said. They, they also think Wizards OP and they're confused that it hasn't been changed. <laughs> um, cause there's that, you know, oh, KR doesn't know. I, I don't even know why this was everything and why people repeated it. And KR doesn't know how strong Wizard is. That's why it doesn't get nerfed because they don't use them. And it's just like, you have to give them more credit. Like you, every single server knows how strong Wizard is. And how PA yeah. works. And like, it, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that a class with low cooldown, huge AoEs that CC do damage and has more protection than everybody in range is going to be powerful. Yeah. Really hard to imagine a different region, an entire different region of players not able to see how strong it is. I don't know. I mean, um, I never, I never thought that they didn't think certain things were too strong or whatever. I just thought that maybe they're um, the way they value certain things in PvP is different. Um, but yeah, I was suspected that they did not like the Witch Wizards because I, I mean, I have my own KR contact that's told me this as well. So they definitely don't like the Witch Wizards, and I actually sent him a lot of the info that. Um, Eden's uh, contact uh, talked about and got confirmation. That's how he he sees other players uh, responding to that same kind of questions too. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Pearl Abyss, just start listening to E or not EU actually. Forget EU, but start listening to NA and KR more. They have good ideas, you know. All right, don't yeah. listen to most of KR, not the people on Reddit. Don't listen to them. And do not listen under any circumstances to the NA people in class discords. Yeah, please, God, no. God, no. Please, no. 
Um, just don't listen to EU because EU doesn't spend enough money on the game. So yeah, they don't spend enough money, and they also like gathering, which is weird. I don't want this to become that kind of game. <laughs> Filthy RPers, you know, <laughs> art as EU guys. Yeah. And uh, that that we're gonna get a lot of hate in the comments for that. <laughs> That's our show today. So uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Um, I want to thank the Patreon people one more time. Calahad, Badriana, um, Highwin, Auscultation, Mineria, Lord Carrot, Mayo Knight, Talus Acceptum, Enfrax, Sinvala, Icarian, Justicar, and I Has Issues. We appreciate the support a ton. Um, we always put the in the description of the YouTube videos a link to our Patreon. So if you want to support us and say thanks that way, you can do that. That's always there. Um, Reslar is out this week. I don't know if, if he'll be out or not next week, but we'll we'll continue to do the show and and uh, you know we'll go from there. And then uh, Ashley, thanks for being a uh, co-host today. You know, today you weren't just a third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, I've been um, upgraded. Yeah, you've been upgraded. We gave him more lines to. I wrote. I always. You guys don't know this about the show, but I actually write down what I want Rezar and Ayashi to say before the show. I write down all their answers to my questions. Literally scripted. And I gave Nayashi way more lines today, and he's super excited about it. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I think he did I mean, pretty well. He had to like word it very carefully because you know reading yeah you know, i did I, I wrote it really big and i put it on flashcards only one word per card <laughs> <So> <laughs> and printed it for him all he had to do was cut on the lines and then read <laughs> i'm so proud of him i did my best oh my best. he's like wizard is yes bad <laughs> <laughs> frosty right oh my god Anyway, thank you guys so much for hanging out and uh, make sure you check out Nayashi's stream at twitch.tv slash Nayashi underscore NA. Make sure you check out my stream at twitch.tv slash SoFrosty and Reslar's twitch.tv slash NotReslar. Uh, if you want to leave a comment, make sure you go check out the YouTube, leave a comment, let us know what you think. If you have feedback, questions, concerns, want to argue, debate, any of that stuff. And uh, the Discord link is also in the comments, so or in the description. So make sure you join the Discord if you want to bother any of us. We're always available in there. Uh, I pinged Nayashi multiple times about something. He doesn't respond in that Discord, so just pretend Nayashi's not even in there. What? And, uh, yeah. So, thank you guys. Uh, oh, yeah, you did. Holy shit. <laughs> I'll see you guys next Holy shit. What the fuck? Uh, I miss all those. It, it was the Maywa stuff. I think I ended up PM PMing it to you. Or something. I don't remember. But, alrighty. Thank you guys for hanging out. We'll uh, see you next time.